MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? I want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're starting things on a Tuesday morning. Good day to you, friend. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Is December 12th, Tuesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Preet, the organization that owns several major malls across the Delaware Valley, filed for bankruptcy on Monday for the second time since the pandemic. Part of the filing includes the sale of the Fashion District, Philadelphia, and Center City. While Preet's portfolio still includes local shopping centers like the Cherry Hill Mall, Plymouth Meeting Mall, and Willow Grove Park, this most recent Chapter 11 filing gives full ownership of the Fashion District to a Santa Monica-based developer. While there is no public knowledge of a solid plan or a contract being signed. Future plans for this property could include a billion-dollar NBA arena for the 76ers. For now, though, Preet officials have notified tenants, vendors, and employees at the Fashion District that they would not be impacted by this development anytime in the near future. According to published reports, officials from Preet are hopeful this financial reorganization, including shedding the Fashion District property, will reduce its debt load by $880 million, putting its other properties in a better position to compete with the world of online shopping. Do you ever find yourself uh, going there? Do you have, is that ever a destination Where? for Fe- you, the Via Fashion District? No, never. Yeah. <laughs> no, only if I'm going to the movies. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's it. Yeah. pretzels. A new drive through holiday dis- light display on Berlin Cross Keys Road in Washington Township was vandalized early Sunday morning. Owners say Glow was left in the dark after an intruder came through at about 4 a.m. The creator of the display, Dan Az- Azaki, says uh, while the rain during the rain on Sunday, uh, they were trying to figure out what was wrong, and they finally discovered that wires had been pulled from their generators. He says the vandals pulled the Christmas magic, and it's not as simple as plugging it back in. He says the suspect also broke into three trailers, doing some additional things that made it difficult for them to start the show back up. The vandal also carried a bag and stole tools. Uh, Police are reviewing surveillance video, which shows a man in a hoodie uh, coming in on foot from a residential area behind the display. Glow was closed on Monday while they tried to sort out the repairs. Uh, Owners hope to be back up and running sometime Tuesday, especially because they're hosting a watch party for Mm -hmm. the latest episode of The Great Christmas Light Fight on ABC, which will feature the owner's family home in Deptford. Oh, Police say that there is it was a similar incident the same night across the street at the Sam's Club, which is in Monroe Township. Uh, They'll be talking to detectives there to see if the incidents are related. Uh, Anyone with information is asked to contact detectives in Washington Township. To have something like this that is so good natured and so nice. Merry Christmas. The guy in the video, Kathy, is green and has some hair, and he retreated to a cave in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So no, I mean it's just come on, it's something for the community. This is a holiday activity. Back in the 
hell off. Hey, hey, where, let's light some torches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, all right. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's his yeah. birthday. Yeah. It's his birthday. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yes. The city is Jesus hope- Christ's birthday. Yes. The city is hoping their latest change to the pic- picturesque drive on what is often called the Kelly Drive Motor Speedway will help slow down the flow of traffic. If you drove at the former speed limit of 35 miles per hour, you were sometimes a hazard for going slower than oh, the yeah. flow of traffic. Oh, my God. But so instead of the long-standing 35 miles per hour speed limits, now going to be 25. Uh, really? Yeah, they're lowering it in hopes that people speeding Whoa. are going to go less. So Listen, listen I, I am uh, I'm no Sunday driver. No. But people drive. It's crazy. Like maniacs on that stretch of road. And there's a lot of potholes. There's a lot of tight spots where you have, especially where you drive through that, like, you know, uh, that the, 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 I don't, um, the cave is the wrong the, word. Yeah, whatever you're, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Natural formation on the speedway the where you go pass. through there. It's uh, people are out of hand on that road. Well, it's, and a lot of the accidents are caused by them crossing the lanes and going yeah. into oncoming traffic. Because you're, you're not staying in your well, lanes when you're going that fast. You know what they yeah. do? Oh, so like on Lincoln, they put up those um, those uh, orange oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. posts. Yeah. Man, those things get mowed oh, down right. immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what it sounds like that's when you go through. Like, yeah. And then you see them pressing; they'll be bent up. Oh, around sure. Again. But I mean, 25. 25? Wow, because it's easily people are going 50 miles an hour at least on that yeah. stretch. Yeah. yeah. They Hall and so uh, I'm I'm practiced at driving and it's not a problem, but it can ter- you can see people who get on and are terrified. Yeah, sure, I know. Their yeah, I don't are, like it. I mean, yeah. I I can go that fast, but there's no need to go that fast, and it's dangerous to go that quick when you have that tight of an area to drive. Yeah, in. yeah Steve. So Kelly Drive is uh, I'm familiar with it. I, I you know I've driven it for years, but Lincoln Drive. Uh, is just, I think, just as bad as Kelly Drive. Oh, yeah. And I don't Absolutely. Drive, I drive it every morning. But I don't drive that that often. So when I'm on it, I'm that person like, oh, my God, what yeah. is going on here? So I know, you know, something you drive every day. Like, I can I can just, I can, I, I'm like slaloming. I'm like an Olympic skier. I know and exactly you know where all the do. little ridges right, and, exactly. and potholes and things to avoid are on the road. And yeah. you play it. But they dropped a significant portion of the of that roadway to 25 miles an hour. Yeah. I've never seen anyone yeah. go 25 no. miles an hour. Right. But, Ever. But, I mean, they're pretty pretty much saying that they hope that that dropping it to 25 miles per hour like they know that people are speeding on it but they're hoping that it like at least brings it down a little bit that they've moved it down 10 miles an hour do you know they've taken to doing in our area over by mount Airy is they put those bumps in the road oh yeah yeah, yeah. are they Speed work humps, yeah. cushions. They're, they're also well they're they're the the yeah the 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 more flush bumps that will really yeah they're called cushions is that what they're called yeah. okay Man, oh man, what a pain in the ass to drive over. Uh, So the city says from 2018 to 2022, there were 40 speeding-related crashes reported to PennDOT, 28 of the 40 occurring uh, since 2020. Of these, 12 resulted in fatality or serious injury. Back in 2021, three teens were killed after the vehicle crossed into the westbound lanes and hit another vehicle. Traffic safety advocates believe the similar speed camera program that slowed down drivers on the Roosevelt Boulevard could be useful on Kelly Drive. The city can only implement that if the Pennsylvania legislature creates a bill to allow the expansion of the automated speed enforcement program. The reduced speed limit is a part of a pilot program that is estimated to be in place for the next nine months as the city gathers data. As for the enforcement of the speed change, it will remain the same, which makes some believe the problem will remain the same as well. Is there even a way that you could put a concrete divider, um, you know, or is there just not enough available room? It is so small there. I know, yeah. Two lanes in each direction. It's really pretty. 
pretty tight. Uh, city officials say they will give it some time before they start gathering data in order to give drivers a chance to get adjusted to the change. But 25 miles per hour on Kelly Drive, wow. not 35 anymore. Wow. In sports this morning... Sixers won their third game in a row, beating the Washington Wizards 146 to 101 last night in South Philly. Tyrese Maxey made three three-pointers in a 14-0 run to start the game, helping the Sixers lead by 29 at halftime. Joel Embiid added 34 points and 10 rebounds in the win. The Sixers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Detroit against the Pistons, and tip-off is at 7 o'clock. In Monday Night Football, there were two games last night. In Miami, the Tennessee Titans beat the Dolphins 28-27. to Miami lost at home for the first time this season. Baltimore now has a one-game lead for the best record in the conference. And then in North Jersey, the Giants beat the Green Bay Packers 24-22. to Tommy DeVito threw a 32-yard pass to Wondell Robinson to set up Randy Bullock's 37-yard field goal as time expired, leading the Giants to the win. And the Flyers, who have won four games in a row, wrap up their road trip tonight with a game in Nashville against the Predators. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, T, thank you very much, Kathy. We are happy that you're joining us again. A Tuesday morning has arrived. We got some stuff going on today. We are going to have a concert announcement, which we'll get to in music news uh, later on today, so stick around for that. We also have a couple of musical guests that are going to be on the program. This is really cool. Weird Al Yankovic is going to be checking in today. Uh, via Zoom, we will chat with him around 9 o'clock, and he's just promoting his film, Weird, which is now out, uh, available on uh, different formats, Blu-ray and uh, you know DVD, all this stuff, so he is uh, on to chat about that, so we'll check in with Weird Al around uh, 9 o'clock, and we're also going to have Darlene Love. How awesome is that? On the show. They're both yes. awesome. The queen of Christmas, if you will, before uh, Mariah Carey's the queen of Christmas, I think. Right, right? and before yeah. that was Weird Al was the queen of Christmas. I, it's yeah. amazing how this all works out today, but uh, she has got a show coming up at the Keswick Theater, and when is that show, Nick? On Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night. Yeah, Excellent. This week, so yeah. We'll check in with Darlene at uh, about 9.30 this morning. So. I've, I've been told about Darlene in the, in the most loving way possible that she's very much a diva, and she does not want to get too terribly early. <laughs> to be on the show, so that's why we're going to have her on a little bit later. <laughs> All right, uh, but fun. like in the best possible, like Aretha Franklin is a diva, and, yeah, and so is uh, Darlene Love. That's yeah. friggin' Aretha Franklin. Uh, we also have Tattoos Day today, so we have a chance to win a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo in Piercing, a wonderful place on South Street, seventeen twenty nine South Street, to be specific. So uh, you can now get on that. You can text the word tattoo to three nine three three three, and I think you know how that works. We'll give it away uh, by the end of the program. And uh, speaking of giving things away, we'll do Christmas. Miracle live broadcast. I'm going to give one away. Yes. Yes. You know Whoa. Whoa. You're an early riser. You're a big fan of it's the Preston Steve Show. Yeah. Maybe you'll be able to join us next Wednesday starting at 6 a.m. And we'll take uh, caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. So if you want to go, be the 11th caller right now. Don't forget to wear your ugly sweater because Miller Lite has a great prize for the ugly sweater contest. We're going to be taking place, but we will put you through. Hopefully, we'll draw your name and bring you up on stage and you'll be involved in one of our contests and maybe walk away with some of our 
best prizes of the year. We have we give away a ton of great event, uh, prizes that particular morning at this event. So, so much fun, and we're really yeah. looking forward to the new location. It's a prize lot. Yes, we are going to be in Phoenixville at the legendary Colonial Theater for the first time. And the feedback is awesome about oh, yeah. the layout. Yep. So Very cool. Let's get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do more invites as the show goes on. But right now, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And the stupid question and entertainment report are on the way. The Golden Globe nominations were announced. So we're headed into uh, awards season. Yay! We'll mention some of those. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. But it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away for the stupid question this morning uh, a hand and stone gift card, which is good for a free massage and facial. And the question that I will pose to you is, what is a curget, also known as? Curget. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. It's spelled C-O-U-R-G-E-T-T-E. What is a curget, also known as? If you happen to know, give us a call. You might win something over here. Today is the 12th day of December. It's Jennifer Connelly's birthday today. Love her. Very beautiful, talented actress. She won an Oscar. Oscar for her beautiful mind, by the way. Uh, she is 52 years old. Kathy Rigby, the Olympic gymnast who, or, uh, yeah, gymnast, almost said skater. Uh, she's 71. It says turned actress. What was she, what did she She's on the Six Million Dollar Man. Was she? Yeah, she did a couple of uh, okay. TV shows in the 70s. Right. I remember she played a Russian gymnast. She didn't understand pinball, Preston, and she delivered a brilliant line. She said, you stick pin in ball. Okay. This is great. That was from 
Six million dollars. Six million dollars. That's a level okay. of script writing. Uh, she is seventy-one today. Uh, mm. It's Dionne Warwick's birthday. The, the uh, great Dionne Warwick. Yeah, she just was honored. Might have been. Was it the Kennedy Center honor? Or there was a there was one of those big national awards. Yes, that I think she it was the Kennedy Center. Yeah, recently. Yeah, and certainly deserving of it. Her collaborations with uh, Burt Backrack were legendary. Yes, and remember when she was a host of Solid Gold? Solid Gold, that TV show. And I contend that if you are standing in front of Dionne Warwick and you're looking the right way, you can see up her nose to her brain. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she's 83 today. Sheila E., great drummer, percussionist, singer, former protege of Prince, uh, turns 66 years old. Wasn't she the house band for um, Magic Johnson or was it Arsenio? Uh, uh, not no. Arsenio. That was, that was, uh, um, uh, no, she was not with our. What was that guy's name? Uh, well, there were a, there was a female drummer named Terry Lynn Carrington who was uh, the drummer for Arsenio's band, and then I forgot the guy who followed up. But they, they had great musicians on Arsenio. But she might have been Magic Johnson with Magic yeah, Johnson, yeah. Uh, Steve. But uh, Robin yeah. DiMaggio. Yeah, the Magic Hour. What's that? that Arsenio Hall was the Posse 2.0. The Posse. Yeah, Which that was it. Instead of Robin DiMaggio. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, the great Sheila E. is 66 years old today. Uh, then you have Bruce Kulik. He played guitar for Kiss, I guess, for a while. Uh, he's currently with Grand Funk Railroad. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay, <laughs> he's 70. Uh... Uh, singer Dan Baird, who was with the Georgia Satellites, the lead singer of that band. I dug that band. I, I did, too. Yeah. Who was that? Who keep, Georgia Satellite? Keep your hands to yourself. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that song, when that song came out, I loved it. It was just so, it was so just goofy. Throwback. Yeah. And uh, and they were uh, they had a fun little delivery about them. So uh, Dan Baird, the lead singer of that band here. I'll let it get into a little bit of him. I got a little change in my pocket going to Wait a second. I like his voice, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that they left that in there. So he's 70 years old today. Uh, the great Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts. Of the Allman Brothers Band. And a big birthday for him as he turns 80 years old today. So, wow. Uh, yeah. And and one of the all-time great Southern rock slash jam bands. Uh, and he was just a... a Awesome uh, force. He's uh, celebrating his 80th. Birthday. What's his? Uh, what would you say his magnum opus is? Is it Jessica? Is it? Uh, is I mean, there's his? so many great songs, but yeah. I mean that certainly is it's a pretty amazing. awesome yeah. and memorable guitar part. This so. is I, I can always listen to this. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, um, this is one of those instrumentals that you just that you sing to. You know. So Dickie Betts is uh, 80 today. Uh, from the band The Spin Doctors, guitarist Eric Shankman. Also a milestone birthday as he turns uh, 60 years old. Shanker. And we we love talking to uh, Chris Barron of uh, Spin Doctors. He's got great stories to share. Yeah. Uh, not only about their music, just the world of uh, of rock and, and that, you know, that kind of alt explosion. And they were a part of it. They were the poppier side of things, but they were definitely in that. Uh, so he is 60 years old today. Actor Bill Nye. Oh. Uh, who played a rock star in Love Actually, an aging rock star. <laughs> He's sensational. Brilliant. Brilliant performance in that. Uh, he's had a turn in uh, the Harry Potter films, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. He is uh, 74 years old. He's also a big part of the Underworld movie series. 
Underworld was that? Uh, the the Kate Beckinsale, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, actress Regina Hall, and uh, she was on Ally McBeal. She's in the Scary Movie uh, franchise, uh, Girls Trip. Uh, she turns 53 today. Uh, Mayim Bialik, Blossom, Big yes. Bang Theory, Jeopardy. About the That's All of these things. Ain't no good and she turns uh, 48 years old today. She's still hosting some so, of the Jeopardies. The last iterations, as I watch it every night, it's Ken Jennings. And then on the primetime ones, it's been Ken Jennings as well. So I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, she's still listed as a uh, as a host. Uh, so she turns uh, 48 years old today. And she shares a birthday with Casey's daughter, Casey. Hey! Who turns uh, 18 years old and is a big Bowie fan. Huge Bowie fan. I'm going to go out and get her a carton of cigarettes today. Wait, no, you have to be 21 to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. A couple Crap. more years. A couple of three more years. All right, I'm going to go get her a couple of Hustler magazines. All right, that you can do. Here we go. Happy birthday to you, Casey. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. What is a Kurgit, also known as 215-263-WMMR? I will go to Jennifer to try to get the answer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Jennifer. What is a Cargit also known as? It's a zucchini. That is a correct. Zucchini. It is a zucchini. And I hit that button. I don't know why that happened. All right. I hit it twice. So hang on the line. Uh, Jennifer, we're going to set you up. Yeah, in the UK, they Is call it zucchini and And there's our official winning music for Jennifer. Hey! Who's going to get a hand and stone gift card for a free massage or facial. You can give the gift the glow this holiday season with a gift card, hand and stone massage, facial spa. You can buy a spa package and get a free massage or gift card. And anybody's going to enjoy their services. Restrictions apply. See the spot for more details. So the Golden Globes were announced yesterday. And rather than going through every single category, because there are a lot, I'm just going to give you the top movies and the top TV shows. That's all that matters. Um, But by the way, the most Golden Globe award nominations combined went to Barbenheimer. So you had Barbie and Oppenheimer. They got the most. But Barbie led the way with nine nods and Oppenheimer close behind with eight nods. Okay. Uh, For television succession, left all the other series in its wake and had nine nominations. So I assume Oppenheimer led with uh, the song nominations, correct? Yes, Oppenheimer did lead with the musical. No, all right. It's a bomb. It's a big old bomb. Uh, The best motion picture drama category is as follows. You have uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. So Bradley Cooper's movie's nominated, though it hasn't really debuted yet, right? I guess Maestro? Not. Yeah. Maybe on Netflix. Uh, maybe it, it popped up somewhere. Well, they, they, they'd have to, they have to run it in a theater somewhere for yeah. it to be eligible. So they By the way, in. I only know three of those movies. Yeah. Killer of the Flower Moon, Maestro, and Oppenheimer. The other ones I don't know. Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy it's, of a Ball. It's in theater, Steve. Uh, it's on Netflix December 20. Oh, okay. really? Maestro's yeah. in theaters now. Yes, sir. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. The awards are, or the nominees are Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, Many Decem- May, December, and Poor Things. I want to see The Holdovers. A yeah, lot. me too. Yeah. Uh, May, uh, December's on Netflix as well. And what's that about? Uh, it's about uh, two months of the year. 
No, it's about a woman who has a uh, inappropriate relationship with a uh, student uh, when she was a teacher and he was oh, underage, that- and then she does her jail time. It's basically that story yeah. of a woman Mary in Texas. Mary Turno. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's their exact story, but that's essentially it. I- and then one of the, I think Natalie Portman is an actress who was playing her in a movie. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, best motion <clears throat> picture animated. Uh, the Boy and the Heron. Elemental. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Suzume. Huh. Suzume? Yeah, that's what it says. S-U-Z-U-M-E. Huh. Uh, and the Super Mario Brothers movie and Wish are all a part of that. And then they have a category called Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. <laughs> um, so you have a number of movies. And I think this gives an opportunity for some more popular movies right, yeah. uh, to be in there. So you have Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning 1, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, yeah. and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay, so, so those be a box office base, clearly. I, and that's, uh, I think that's cool because sure. it uh, gives, you know, people who aren't into some of the more arty things uh, a chance to have some stock in the awards yeah. ceremony. All right, so best director for motion picture, uh, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Yargos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Flowers of the Killer Moon, and Celine Song for Past Lives. Nick, can you see if Maestro is in wide theater release? Because I, I I don't even remember reviewing no Rotten Tomatoes score. We always do the movies every Friday, and I don't remember it ever coming up, you know? Must yeah. be a limited release. All right, I'm um, going to look into television now. Uh, best TV series drama. November the- 22nd, Steve. November 22nd. Yeah. Wow, man. It was released, yeah. Wide release? Oh, yeah. It must have just been like, um, maybe it was at the end of Camp Out or beginning of uh, Thanksgiving or whatever, but um, yeah, it's out. No one called well. me, Nick. No one called Nobody me. Nobody called you? No. Yeah. I saw um, dear friend Bradley Cooper. Best television series drama, 1923, The Crown, The Diplomat, mm. The Last of Us. 1923, I loved. The Morning Show. And, Where is the second season? And <laughs> Succession are all up for best TV series drama. Anybody watching the first half of the last season of uh, The Crown? Not yet. I, I wrapped up with that last night, and uh, it's just as good as always. It's, okay. it's so damn great. And Steve, I know you had a little, and I did too, a little bit of a reservation because it's somewhat recent history. Right. It doesn't matter. It's so well told, and the acting's incredible, and it leads up to you know what happened with Diane in the late 90s. It's, it's, um, it's great. It's just great right. television. I might take a dip back in then. I am uh, I'm torn between The Last of Us and Succession. To be honest, I'd like to see The Last of Us win because Succession's already won a gazillion awards. What about The Last Succession? Uh, the yeah, Last yeah. Succession could be a uh, combination. <laughs> totally I, different. Very I'm wealthy uh, rage virus. Uh, best television series, musical or comedy, uh, Abbott Elementary. Ah. Barry. The Bear. Um, I love. I would. I would. I would say, <laughs> in my humble opinion, that the second season of Bear was the finest show of this year. Boy, it's interesting they lumped that in as a as a comedy. Yeah, um, I mean there there are funny moments, but it's intense. It is. Uh, then you have Jury Duty. Only Murray's in, uh, murders in the building. Only Murray's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there uh, so many Murray's here? Uh, that's another great one. And uh, Ted Lasso. That's another great one. So, yeah, there's some good ones in there. I don't know where I'm putting my vote then. And then you have uh, Best Limited Series, Anthology mm. Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. Uh, they are the following. All the Light We Cannot See. Mm. Beef. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, Fargo, Fellow Travelers, and Lessons in Chemistry. So some good ones in there, too. That was great. Uh, yep. 
very much enjoy that. So the awards ceremony will be on January 7th, and uh, CBS is going to be broadcasting that live. So those are the nominees. I have some other uh, celeb stories we need to get to. Uh, Naveed Sarwar, uh, the man who drove Jonathan Majors and Grace Jabari home on March 25th, testified in the actor's domestic violence trial yesterday, while prosecutors claimed that uh, Sarwar would testify that Majors threw Jabari like a football back into the car that night. The driver seemed to paint a different picture uh-huh. on the stand. Um, Sawar said through a language interpreter, he was not doing anything, referring to the actor. He said she was doing it. However, according to Variety, Sawar added, when I reached at uh, Canal and Center Street, Majors wanted to get rid of Jabari, and he opened the door. He was trying to throw her in the car, and I do remember Majors was pushing her back into the car to get rid of her, he said. Uh, This comes after text messages introduced on Friday showed Majors uh, convincing Jabari to avoid seeking treatment at a hospital in the U.K. following a separate incident in September 2022. Yeah, they Uh, say these texts are very damning for him. Yeah, Majors wrote at the time, they will ask you questions, and as I don't think you actually protect us, it could lead to an investigation even if you do lie and they suspect something. LOL. Um, and she writes back, I will tell the doctor I bump my head if I go. I'm going to give it one more day, but I can't sleep and I need some stronger painkillers. Mm. Why would I tell them what really happened when it's clear I want to be with you? Later, another text from him confirmed Jabari's testimony about him uh, threatening to kill himself. He wrote, I'm a monster, a horrible man. I am killing myself soon. I've already put things in motion. Okay. Well, that's heavy. Yeah. So the drama continues. Spe- I would award them both $50 million. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just call just it quits. up. Yeah. Who's going to pay that, though? Uh, somebody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> somebody owes these Some two anonymous benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shannon Doherty spoke with her longtime friend and charm co-star, Holly Marie Combs, on Monday on an episode of her podcast called Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. Uh, and she discussed her highly publicized feud with Alyssa Milano, explaining that there was competitiveness on the set of the show. Uh, she said there was a lack of female support. Uh, she also explained that Milano and her mother blocked her from seeing Combs in a hospital during the second season of the show causing this weird divide uh, between the two of us which uh, then continued throughout season two and she said I think I cried every single night of season two and Combs agreed and said the season was hard for everybody she said there was a lot going on behind the scenes. So did did uh, Combs agree that uh, Milano was manipulative? She didn't flat out Call her say bitch. that uh, but she just said there was a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh-huh. She said and you were a little bitch and I bet you like to suck man. Yeah. I think that's what she said. Uh, the Pretty Little Liars actor added that she didn't have a big family. She said, so when a family swooped in and basically tried to adopt me, it was very seductive for me and I wanted everybody to get along. You're a little bitch. That's right. You're a bitch and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? Ow. There you go. There's confirmation. I said I wanted the show to be successful. There were no angels. There were no demons. We all had bad days. We all had good days. We all could have behaved better at certain points. Fun fact, that show is nothing but angels and demons. That was the whole thing. It was witches, demons, and angels. And uh, Shannon had uh, left the show at the end of the third season in 2001. Uh, during Monday's episode of Variety's Actors on Actors series, Jennifer Aniston revealed that she had been texting with Matthew Perry just hours before he Aww. died. 
Yeah. Uh, when she was asked how she wants the world to remember him, she said, uh, as he said, he'd love to be remembered. Uh, he was happy. He was healthy. He had quit smoking. He was getting in shape. He was happy. And that's all that I know. I was literally texting with him that morning. Funny Maddie, she said. Um, he was not in pain. He wasn't struggling. He was happy. So have you seen any interview that was recent, you know, of his and within the past six months? He did seem that way. He seemed yeah. very good. Yep. It's sad. Reese Witherspoon, who was on that with her, said, had added, uh, it's important people know that. And um, she said, uh, I want people to know he was really healthy and getting healthy. And he was on a pursuit. He worked so hard. He really was dealt a tough one. I miss him dearly. We all do. But she had said we, he made us really laugh hard. Uh, also on Monday, uh, Perry 17 again, co-star Zac Efron paid tribute to him while receiving a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. He said collaborating with him and uh, director uh, Burr Steers, uh, it was so much fun and really did propel me to mot- and motivated me in so many ways. I uh, said it really pushed me to the next chapter of my career. And for that, I thank him so much. Matthew, thinking about you a lot today. So getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a lot of it is you, you, you make a donation to the the program, and then you have a little bit of manipulation. That's why I think we should have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Raise the money, and then just make this anomalous star that's, you know, we have done no film work, what Kathy has. Mm. They have to approve you, though. Yeah. You can't can't just pay for it and get it, so, you know. Well, we're very charming. Uh, By the way, Zac Efron had uh, talked about his high school musical experiences while he was there, uh, and said that he still loves singing those songs. He was talking about uh, the producer and director of uh, the series. He said, you guys were both instrumental in giving me my start in high school musical, and for that, I'm just eternally grateful. I still think about it every day, and I go uh, sing the songs in the shower, and then he added, go Wildcats, <laughs> referencing the show's catchphrase as the crowd cheered him on. Uh, his upcoming film, The Iron Claw, is set to be released on December 22nd, and uh, it's a sports drama that's based on the true story of the Von Erich brothers, famous professional wrestling family in the 80s. The word on that is it's very good. I remember the high school musical phenomenon when it when I first realized it was something, I was out at a, f- a family gathering of the you know the whole extended family and the, yeah. the teenage girls. Yep, all knew all the lyrics. Yep. Si- did the whole thing. It was amazing. Uh, Kathy, I was curious if you saw this or not. Kevin Costner and Jewel yeah. are in the early stages of dating. Have you oh, heard about this? No. And what do you think about that? Uh, first reaction. Uh, I I guess it's okay. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. I just think of her teeth. Yeah, yeah. I just think what my first reaction is her tooth. Yeah. Uh, so a source told the outlet it's very new. Mm. Uh, this comes after TMZ published an image of the Foolish Games singer sitting on the Yellowstone actor's lap, which we're looking at right now. They were in the British Virgin Islands together oh. last month, and they look quite cozy in the mm, pictures. Not a virgin anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the source said they enjoyed spending their time together. So I think that they look good as a couple, right? Yeah. Or are you jealous? No. Are you jealous of Jewel? Do you now hate Jewel? No, no. I mean, as long as she smiles with her mouth closed. Yes. Oh you don't want to see I'm that. Kidding. That claw coming the out of her mouth. tooth. She, she looks, when she it's smiles, cute. she looks like the xenomorph, an alien. It's cute. Uh, I just want him to get back to work. I don't care who the hell he dates. Oh, man. Damn it. 
Speaking of dating, get Glenn, back to work. Glenn Powell, a good switch up, and Sydney Sweeney appeared on the Today Show on Monday uh, to promote their forthcoming film, Anyone But You. Uh, despite reports that the pair became an item uh, while filming in Australia, they continued to shut down the rumors. Uh, he had said, "No, no, no," but we do love each other. When asked about physically, have you guys seen the trailer for this movie? Yeah, it's obnoxious. Yes, they're both so damn good looking. It's stupid. And like their shirts are off the whole damn time, and they're pretending that they don't really like each yes. other and yeah come on it's actually it's right in my wheelhouse i love that i don't like you i don't like they're possibly good looking people it's for me that's a science fiction movie because uh, i don't know where people like that live that look that good he had said honestly this is one of the most spectacular humans i've ever met she's really incredible but they are not and i enjoyed having sex with her in a relationship a together. lot uh, she really does this thing where she tickles my uh you know yeah yeah my, my taint, taint yeah and, uh, and <laughs> well i you know she gives me all pleasure while I eat a hoagie. Yeah, so they have a special relationship. Uh, this is sad news. Raven Simone is grieving the loss of her brother. Huh. Uh, Blaze Pierman was his name. Um, she shared a video on Instagram on Monday uh, saying that he passed away in November due to colon cancer. Uh, thanking fans for their birthday wishes, uh, Simone said in a video, it was a little bittersweet for me, to be honest, because last month I lost my brother, Blaze. Uh, he was battling colon cancer for about two years. He's in a better place now. Uh, he's loved and missed and the emotions that have been weaving in and out of my body and mind and family have been a roller coaster. She said, I love you, Blaze. His birthday is December 16th and forever will be. Uh, love you guys, she said. So that's that must be really That is sad. Yeah. Uh, now, on the other side of things, Kat Dennings has tied the knot with party hard singer and songwriter Andrew W.K. What? Yeah. Uh, she's 37. He's 44. They were married on November 27th and shared some details on their years-long relationship. The two say they met under, quote, mystical circumstances. We love Kat Dennings. And said it quickly became uh, obvious that we were made for each other. Uh, Kat said about three years ago, Andrew and I had, uh, Andrew had come to visit me for the first time. At the end of his trip, we couldn't imagine ever separating. We actually proposed to each other in the kitchen at the exact same moment. Uh, the nuptials took place at the couple's Los Angeles home. So they considered all their options. In the end, uh, she said the kitchen engagement moment kept calling back to us. Uh, the shindig was an intimate met one about 15 people in attendance close friends and fellow actors Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song were among the guests <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah that's, uh, a, the, that's an interesting pairing but yeah. I, they, they are sort of similar yeah. if you stop and think about it uh, she also celebrated the news that in a series of Instagram posts including, including one with a caption that wrote that said just married accompanying a shot of her and her new husband cuddling up in a field with the sun setting behind them <laughs> I'm gonna cry <laughs> Another featured more photos from their very happy day with the WandaVision star thanking Vogue and photographer Jose Villa. Were there any graphic sex shots? Uh, there was just one. One? And yeah. it was you couldn't quite see? No, it's okay. kind of obscured by the... You guys have a few of those pictures in your wedding album. Daisies we do, right? Field. Yes, of course. Uh, so, yeah, they got married. So I think that's a, I think that's a good couple. Right? That is a good couple. Uh, there had been rumors that her character in the Marvel movies would get her own movie or right. her own series. Right. Um, that might be interesting. Yeah, possibly. 
Uh, David Hyde Pierce has explained to the Los Angeles Times in an interview published on Monday that he skipped out on the Frasier reboot and why he did it. He said, um, I never really wanted to go back. I said, it's not like I said, oh, I don't ever want to do that again. I loved every moment. Uh, it was that I wanted to do some other things. He said, when we uh, got into real talks about the reboot, I just started on the Julia TV show and was working on a musical and going uh, to do another musical. I watched the Julia TV show. He's great. Is yeah, he? He's fantastic. Yeah. He plays her husband, and he's he's this, yeah, he's, he's awesome in it. Uh, he's, it it's, it's a very similar character, actually, uh, from sort Frasier. Sort snickety kind to- of guy. Totally, yeah. Uh, but he said, I just thought, I don't want to be committed to a show and not be able to do stuff like this. And also, I thought, uh, they don't actually need me. Frasier has moved on to a new world. They have new characters, and I think I'm, uh, and I think I'm right. I'm doing, it's doing great, and the new people they have are great. So. I think right now he's in Bogota filming Expendable 6. Oh, wow. yeah. what he's doing. I have not seen any of the new Frasier. I don't know if it's... Um, I did. Is he good? It's, it is pretty good. Okay. I mean, you're dealing with Frasier, which was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of finding its its footing. Okay. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's always been a sharply written comedy. Yeah. And it's holding that end up. But he's the only recurring character, That's right? it. Yeah, he goes back to Boston, Nick, to um, visit his son, who is the antithesis of him now. He's a, he's a regular, like, his son is like his dad. Like his dad was. Yeah, exactly, okay. yeah. All right, and then last story. Details from the third season of The White Lotus may still be scarce, but returning star Natasha Rothwell says that it will be worth the wait. She appeared in season one as the spa manager, Belinda Lindsay. Loved her. Uh, she is the only publicly revealed cast member to return to the HBO series for the third season. And speaking of Hollywood Reporter, uh, she revealed that she has received all scripts from creator Mike White. She said uh, she's read them all. She said, I can't say anything, but I will say it is going to blow people's mind. She said, I gasped out loud no less than five times, and that was just reading them, so people are in for a treat. Uh, her character was had such a heartbreaking yeah. s- story. You got so excited for her, and she got this big letdown, and it was just, it blew. Yeah. Rothwell also revealed that uh, the series is set to start production uh, definitely in the next calendar year. The third installment of the darkly comedic drama series is rumored to be set in Thailand, following previous iterations in Hawaii and Sicily. Uh, last November, White said the next season of the next the next season of the show might be even more unhinged than the prior two. Uh, he said it's going to be a supersized White Lotus. It's going to be longer, bigger, crazier. I don't know what people will think, but I am super excited. So at least. For for my own barometer, that's a good thing, and I'm super excited about the content of the season. It's a wild So much to watch. If only you could just lay in the bathtub all day, watch TV while a medical crew kept your skin moist and fed you. It'd be great. All right, let's do the clips. Do Justice tells the story of an attorney with a military past hunt down the gang who killed his wife and brother and uh, took his daughter. And here, actor Kellen Lutz talks about his character's mission. Whatever evil you can see on a, a show, that evil takes place in real life. We just don't know about it. I have this injustice-fighting theology for myself um, and, and just helping helping the innocent. Shut up, dummy. 
Uh, due justice is available to buy or rent on Prime. All right, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, at the end of the movie, you're going to find out his friend was part of it the whole time. I, I can't stand these movies. <laughs> it's every now, are you time. sure? Dude, I, I, I don't even know who's in I don't even know who's in right. But his friend, the whole time you think this guy was, you know. He, he, and he's you know, part of he it. He's part of it the Scumbag. whole time. I'm tired <laughs> of that uh, of that plot line. It, yeah. it just happens every single freaking time. All right, here's our next clip. In Candy Cane Lane, a man makes a deal with a mischievous elf who casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life. In this clip, director Reggie Hudlin discusses his fulfilling... Uh, uh, discusses fulfilling his lifelong dream. Here we go. I love Christmas movies. I've been dying to do a Christmas movie my whole life. When I read the script, I said, oh, this is fresh. This is original. We haven't seen this movie before. Oh, wait, and Eddie Murphy wants to star in it? Uh, duh, that's not a very hard decision. I don't give a f- Candy Cane Lane is now available to stream on Parade. Has anybody seen it? No. Ah, yeah. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah. I have not heard one inkling about this as of yet, so uh, remains to be seen. All right, and that's it. Entertainment Report. Done and buried. We have a Tattoos Day today. A chance to win us press and Steve show. Theme tattoo. So text word tattoo to 39333 if you're interested in winning that. Uh, we also are going to have a couple of guests on the program. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is going to yes. be joining us around 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> and the great Darlene Love, who's going to be playing a show at the Keswick Theater uh, next Thursday. This, this, this Thursday. Thursday. I'm sorry, day after tomorrow. Uh, will be joining us. And uh, we also have a concert announcement. So you see, there are several things to get to this morning. So hang out with us if you don't mind. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Mini Melts Ice Cream, Shift Outdoors, and Halcyon Floats. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Uh, we have a concert announcement coming up around 10 o'clock this morning. Or, you know, we do music news a little later on today, so listen up for that. And also, I just want to remind you about MMR's big friggin' deal this week. Uh, you can get lift tickets to Montage Mountain for $40. That's better than 50% off because the regular price is 89 bucks. It's terrific. And uh, the voucher's valid Monday through Sunday. Excludes holidays and blackout dates. But uh, blackout dates do include the Cardboard Classic. Just a heads up on that. That's going to be March 1st. And Mountain Fest weekend is that whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we hope to see you there for that as well. You can get uh, the deal now at WMMR.com while supplies last. Uh, the keyword to use is deal. So that is up and running as we speak. All right. There are things happening in our city, people. It's time to walk the streets. Scooby wow wow. He pounds the pavement as hard as it pounds his meat. Oh, it's Preston Elliott. And look at my feet. Look at my feet. 
Uh, so, yeah, there are some goings on in uh, in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas that I thought were worth highlighting this morning. Uh, I saw this yesterday in the uh, Philly Voice, and um, you got to love it. Uh, in the Italian market, there is a rusted bottom metal barrel that sits on the asphalt. It's on 9th Street. Flames coming up out of that barrel as wood is burning, and this is now on YouTube. It is entitled the 9th Street Italian Market Burn Barrel at Christmas. So this is the answer to the Yule Log, only Philly style. I love it. I love it. So it's it, the the video is compromised, uh, or not compromised, it's comprised of two hours of a barrel fire <laughs> burning in broad daylight at 9th and Passyunk. <laughs> While slow, piano-based renditions of Christmas carols add festive yet relaxing ambiance. And this was set up. It was uh, uploaded over the weekend by Tony Trav from uh, South Fellini. Oh, nice. So we know the gang at yeah, South Fellini. Yeah, great. And uh, has added this to your holiday repertoire. What I love is that uh, you'll see off to the side, uh, they'll start breaking up some wood, like pallets, and they'll they'll stoke the fire a little bit. But yes. tra- traffic's just passing by, and there's some lovely music playing in the background, and I can't think of anything more Philly than this. Yeah, every now and then someone will come over and replace uh, the wood and keep it going, but you can, you can have a little taste. Of the Italian market and uh, a Philly-style uh, log burn. By the way, uh, so, you know, when we were uh, in the early days of the Camp Out for Hunger, we were down on City Line, um, you know, we had to get sort of special clearance to do a barrel fire like this. Yep. I assume that they just kind of look the other way with this. It's I not, don't think so. Right? Yeah. I, I don't think that it's... It's not wholly legal, but it's... I wouldn't think that it's legal yeah. at all, but yeah, you got to stay warm yeah. when it's cold, so... And it's part of the uh, the, fee- the look, the holidays. Uh, the original Yule Log uh, had featured a multi-hour film loop of logs burning in a fireplace set to Christmas music, and that was traditionally aired on television in New York City and other locales during the holiday from 1966 until the late 80s. It was originally meant to provide, you know, nostalgic comfort to New York. Yorkers living in apartments that didn't have fireplaces. Uh, the modern day digital Yule Log video concept attempts to do the same thing on internet connected screens ranging in size from mere inches to the size of a living room wall. Uh, well, the concept started uh, for this one, the the, the Philly one, um, but uh, the concept may have started well before the Rocky film franchise, but that opening scene of the first movie yep. kind of put the, 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 the practice on the map as a distinctively Philly thing to do, according to this article, uh, when it shows Rocky walking past a group of locals. You know, of course, Frank Stallone's in there singing Take It Back. Yep. And that kind of took on this Philly narrative, you know? Take it back. Yeah, the uh, I agree. I think of this as a, as a Philly. This shot, the way it's framed, yeah. is totally Philly. So we, uh, <clears throat> growing up, it's weird because my house was built in the 1800s growing up. Uh, we did not have a fireplace. And mm. so every Christmas we would get one of those uh, cardboard fireplaces. And yeah. we put oh, those yeah. in and we'd hang our stockings on that thing. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah. And my mom actually still has one. She puts one up in uh, in her little apartment. Dude, we'd do the Yule Log. We'd turn the, and we had a fireplace. Yeah. We still have the Yule Log on, uh, and then over the the different channels, especially like the, the horror channel Shutter has their own Yule Log, which is you know adorned with horror based things. 
and a couple of them have their own variations. There are now, though, there are, uh, Nick, I sent Nick a video on Friday, which is uh-huh. sort of, you know, yeah. it's just a, a cabin in the snow and a guy just going about, you know, <laughs> there's no dialogue. He's just doing wintry things. How soothing is that goddamn video? All right. Well, two things, Steve. I watched it when I got home on Friday yeah. afternoon and it lulled me into such a nice <laughs> sleep. Uh, it just was delightful. And so thank you for sending that to me. Uh, secondly, my dad is not exactly the handiest person on the planet, uh, right. but, but we had a fireplace case when we grew up. And one of the best home improvement projects my dad ever did was he helped to install a wood stove. Ah. And we used that. It, it, so they, they actually had to put like a hearth out in front. He put the tile down and bought the stove and put that in. And um, it cooked the house. Like, it, yeah. We use that as, as a heating source in the home. And we so we always had, especially in the wintertime, well, especially in the wintertime when it's cold out, okay. uh, we, had, we had fires <laughs> Fire up! I realized how what an obvious sentence that was when I started. I know, but it seems yeah. it seems like something you need to say. It's late August. Let's fire that thing up. Uh, no, but I, I did you have, uh, do most the stoves I've seen don't really have sort of a display window. No, the- in fact, when you had the display, when you would open it up, it actually um, didn't put out as much heat. Oh. So when you closed it, it would cook the the fire on the inside a lot hotter. And so, man, that like that side of the house uh, was always warmer than the other side of the house. Would you ever? Did you guys ever burn the 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 pellets? No, just because uh, um, I don't know. It was the eighties, and I don't know if they were as readily accessible okay. then. I, whatever. We just we bought firewood every year and, and uh, burnt that. Did you cook on it? Occasionally, my mom would. My mom would make. We had a griddle. My mom would make um, pancakes. Meatballs? No, ah. <laughs> but pancakes. Uh, but like when my brothers and I would go out and play in the snow in the wintertime, and we'd come back and we'd like let uh, you know we'd put all of our dripping wet, freezing cold snow gear around that fireplace, and we'd cook. It. I mean, it was it was just fantastic. I dig it. By the way, no matter what your mother makes. She needs to put raisins in everything. Yeah, everything, yeah, right? everything. Uh, well, everything she makes. Even clothing. Tuna salad. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. I, did, I saw her this weekend. Spaghetti. I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to tax her too much, but uh, they live in Phoenixville. And I was like, hey, Mom, if you want to come over to the Colonial Theater next week, we're doing Christmas Miracle. And she's like, do I, have to be, <laughs> do I have to make meatballs for Steve? Yes. And I was like, yeah, probably. I, I love you, Mrs. McElwain. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Uh, press, and you go to Europe, that, that pellet heating system is very popular. Yeah? Yeah. So the, we, there was a... a is we it were, efficient? It is apparently, okay. yeah. The, the the machine it looks like something out of Star Trek that actually feeds the pellets into the system. Uh-huh. But what you end up with is a classic looking stove in the living room. Right. But it's constantly feeding those pellets into it. When we were in uh, Ireland the first time around in this small town, everybody would burn peat. Yeah. Yes, I love that smell in their in their. I guess they were kind of like those wood burning stove type of things. What's your and, name? Is it peat? And and we would go from pub to pub, and you would smell that. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of oily smelling, yes. I guess. It's like a pure whore, Peter. <laughs> it's a uh, precursor to uh, coal. Yes. If you let uh, peat stay in the ground for another million years or whatever, it'll turn into coal. It turns into coal. Yeah. And it smells like that. That smell, though, impressing you. You're exactly right. Whenever I smell that smell, I am whisked back to Newcastle uh, yeah. West in uh, Ireland. Hang on. I want to go to Gretchen on the phone. Hi, Gretchen. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Gretchen? So I heard Casey talk about the cardboard chimney, uh, yeah. and yeah, my family has one as well. I've never heard of anyone else who's had one. Um, <laughs> when I was little, I seriously thought Santa came through that chimney. Well, he, he um, did. I mean, that's why we put it in there. Was so, so that he had he a place had, to go, so, right? So that he had a place to go because we didn't have a fireplace. So exactly, my mom has since purchased one for myself and each of my three sisters. And so we continue the tradition. We put our cardboard chimney up every year. I don't 
hang our stockings from it anymore because it's like ready to fall apart and we just kind of dump it together. Um, but it's not Christmas till the cardboard chimney goes up. I, I love that idea. A That's little cute. little faux. Um, it, that, now they have the ones that are like the ones that we had in the RV, Preston. The uh, the sort of electric, uh, you yeah. know, false flicker. Yep. Heat generating um, setups. Yeah, so you'd see the yeah you yeah. can see a flame of sorts. All right, thank you, Gretchen. By the way, and if you don't have a if you don't have a, a fireplace, uh, Santa goes through the toilet. A lot of that's people, right. Oh, yes, yes, that's yeah. a way to yeah. get in, and he can squeeze in through there. And uh, so you're you're fine with it. He, he uses uh, the Terminator's method. He drives the sled through the front door. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he had like a poop knife, a poop like sheath poop knife, or a poop sword. Maybe. In order. Yeah. Got to get through some stuff. But uh, so this is available now. If you you want to see this on YouTube? It is uh, the Philly. It's it's officially called the Ninth Street Italian Market Burn Barrel at Christmas HD. But I'm sure if you do Ninth Street Italian Market Burn Barrel, you'll be able to find this, and it runs for a few hours, and you can get a little flavor of <laughs> South Philly right there in your home. All right, something else. City Beat time, and I wanted to mention this. Uh, our friends at Fishtown Pickle Project, their Christmas alternative to the traditional Feast of the Seven Fishes returns uh, for the third year. This time around, diners can expect a pickle-centric menu full of Philly favorites. This is the Feast of the Seven Pickles. Dude, this oh, is, yeah. This is you. Oh, yeah. I went to it last year, had a, had a great time, and uh, our friend, uh, our friends Nikki Toscani and Mike Zinsky are the ones who created this, and they have the, the. I have my own pickles. Will they be on hand with Fishtown Pickle Project? I don't know. Uh, did, did that run end? Rissy, you want to see if Nikki's around, and maybe uh, she could answer a question. Real I mean, quick? you basically set up a pickle empire and then just let it die. They, they know it's going on. I mean, oh. they, they know what they're doing, and in fact, so uh, some of the proceeds are going to go to the Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, excellent! Uh, to fill abundance on behalf of Camp Out for Hunger. Very nice uh, for Feast of the Seven Pickles. So it's going to be. Next Tuesday uh, at the Kensington Bar and Restaurant, Martha. Uh, there's going to be three seatings at five, seven, and nine. Martha, uh, yeah. fifty spots. What Batman? Yeah. Why'd you say that name? Why did you say that pickle? <laughs> Why did you say that pickle? Why did you say that pickle? <laughs> With uh, fifty, is this just a pickle? You said the name of my pickle, Martha. The fifty spots available. Available per time slot. Uh, tickets are ninety five bucks a piece, and include a welcome drink of champagne as well. I love stuff like this. I do too. I, I'm I'm so anything that's holiday based. He wouldn't even on the flimsiest of pickle concepts. That you, I would, dude. I'm going to say it right here. You're going to say. I'm going to make the statement. Your pickle. Yes. Preston Elliott. Yes. Is my favorite pickle. I'm telling you, man. Wow. <laughs> Preston's picks. From Fishtown Pickle Project yeah. are the best pickles I've ever had. It is, and, and it's I, I really least, good. I just suggested a few things, and they took it and ran with it, and and did a bunch of batches, and eventually came up with one that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you can order that if you like uh, from Fishtown Pickle Project. So anyhow. Um, and and the the dinner is great. It's a seven course meal. Are they associated with the Alan Parsons Project? They are. They are what? a spinoff of no. the Alan Parsons Project. I did not know that. Um, That's crazy. But every <laughs> every course has uh, some sort of pickle related uh, theme to it, and it's not like you're just getting a plate of pickles. I mean, it's they're they're real, really well done gourmet. Uh, are you saying those pickles are real? They are real. 
Uh, but no, they're, uh, they're, the courses are, are top-notch. And Excellent. so uh, they, they decided to make the event an annual holiday tradition after showcasing the pickle-themed menu pairings in 2021. And the seven course courses at last year's fest had an Italian-style gabagool motif. <laughs> uh, this year, it's a it's a Philly it's Philly favorites cheesesteaks, scrapple, and a version of a tasty cake served with a pickle-flavored gelato <laughs> as well. So they do some interesting things with it. Interesting. Uh, so you can go to Fish Town Pickle Project, I assume, uh, to get the uh, uh, reservation. Yes. All right. Uh, just thought that was cool and wanted to pass that along. All right. What else we have here for you? The City Beat. This one actually is in Jersey, and I was not aware of this. So Rochelle and I went to the shore over the weekend, and she pointed out something to me. She goes, uh, "She goes, the chair fell down," and I go, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "At this, there's a house that's uh, on the way down. Oh yeah, uh, that's dilapidated, and there's a chair that's been balanced on the roof, uh, and and it finally fell down." And I'm like, "I." <laughs> I notice all these little things on that right. drive down there. I never once huh. notice this thing. Clearly, you know it, Casey. Yeah, so it's well, one of those things you notice from the road as you pass. Yes. You kind of, well, I noticed it. Uh, I'm not the noticer, but I mean, listen, it's just that. Casey's not the noticer. It's it's just a dilapidated house that's falling down. And, and, somebody, uh, and But other people have had taken notice of it and it had its own Facebook page and stuff, yeah. so. Yeah, so there was this uh, beat-up house, uh, and there was a, uh, a face group called a Facebook group called Chair Watch. <laughs> chair Watch. And chair Watch. The, Dog, the, chair the chair apparently defied gravity and has uh, finally fallen. The news was reported uh, like a doctor may pronounce the time of death. Chair is down at 7, 10 a.m., wrote one member of the Chair Watch Facebook group, which has like 12,000 members. <laughs> Uh, and it was dedicating to keep an eye on the chair turned roadside attraction on the much traveled Route 47 path of the Jersey Shore communities in uh, Cape May County. I will say that I mean, having gone down the shore for a long, long time, that like stretch of New Jersey is yeah. just crap, right? Isn't it? So yeah, so you say it, that it, in, it, in the best of ways. No, I just, I just mean like, um, I, I, I feel like uh, maybe that uh, that area has an opportunity to for for some growth or something like that. I, I don't know, but like when you go down, so I know some people that came to this area that weren't shore people uh, that when they were coming down to the Jersey Shore, it just seemed a little dingy, you know. Right, right. And when you're coming down those back roads, when you're coming down forty seven, it's a bad. Oh man, and, and I just I, I hate saying stuff like that because no, I, I think I, you're right. I, I don't want to. Um, I'm not trying to uh, position myself as better than you know or, or anything like that. But you're not a mansion person. I'm not a mansion person. But no, it's uh, like when you drive into Philadelphia from the airport and you pass some of the uh, not nice parts of Philadelphia. You're like, I wish that this looked better. You know, you want your city to be represented better. Exactly. Well, I yeah. think that Casey feels that maybe there's an opportunity there. There's a lot of traffic yeah, going through sure. the yeah. world. Yeah. Oh. Well, may, well, start with the chair and build a whole new amusement complex around it. Casey, you know what I'm actually really surprised by is that there's not really much shore development uh, along the Delaware Bay. You get above, like, uh, Cape it's May on the, on the bay side. Yeah, a little bit. Like, you go past the villas or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of really nice waterfront property in between, I don't know, like Camden and, and uh, Cape May. And it, not a lot of it is developed very much like the shore is developed. Or at least I hope it's it's headed that way because, you know, uh, you know, fortunately uh, for a lot of people, um, 
people are being priced out of you yeah. know, being yeah, want to get yeah. a vacation home or retirement home and and uh you know some of the the more affordable areas down there are not as affordable so now those affordable areas are going to west cape may north cape may well look at villas. this place yeah. i bet you can get this one for cheap <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a, it's bad, a fixer upper it's not a bad spot to be because yeah. you do have access to a lot of different beach towns in that particular area right right so this is and you uh, get a chair mm-hmm. this is considered uh dennis township that's where this okay. is and uh, apparently, this uh, this home uh, has has been in this state for a long time. I mean, it's just like it looks like it's about to crumble. Okay, uh, but the chair was perched on just a few inches of splintered wood, and somehow, according to this article, withstood nor'easters, snowstorms, and summer thunderstorms without so much as a wobble. Wow! But it eventually came down on Monday. Apparently, it's the birth home of Davy Crockett. Uh, when the chair roof line was minus its most famous resident. So Mike is the property's current owner. He didn't want to have his last name used. Uh, He said it probably blew down in the storm. It was raining a lot last night. He said that chair was on the edge. I have no idea how it stayed up there as long as it did. Uh, Mike is a fisherman who does not use the house. No, really? One, you can't even step in yeah. the house. Even I mean, on the weekends, you can't stay there? It's going to crumble. <laughs> he said, but he uses the surrounding property as a work site. Uh, the chair fell as Mike was due to demolish the home. Uh, the 1940s home, which is located near the Pinelands National Reserve in Cape May County, is a relic of its previous owner's life, mostly untouched since a fire broke out on the third floor in the late 1970s. So it's for decades. So he was about to demolish it, Preston. Yeah. I think the chair wanted to go out on its own terms. I'm surprised uh, he was able to keep it like that for so long. Yeah. Yeah, like they would... The township doesn't make at, you... At some point, if you have a dilapidate, dilapidated um, structure on your property, can you be told to... That oh, you, yeah. That you have a... I assume I, I, that there's part... Right? Yeah. That you, it would be dangerous. Yes, I think you can. But I, I do think that it has to do with, uh, or can a lot of times it, it can do with um, if people are complaining about it. So maybe if no one's complaining, right. it can kind of sit for years. Maybe, well, maybe they revered it. Well, that must, Facebook group did. Well, that must be it because, well, like Casey said, it's kind of a, it's kind of a empty-ish area. There's not a whole lot going on around Six. there. Maybe yeah. people didn't care. Uh, the home was further damaged when a massive storm in 2020 tore the roof clean off. <laughs> leaving all of its forgotten contents exposed. Uh, the chair caught the attention of people crawling by the property on their commute to work or the Jersey Shore, and they started to make note of it. Uh, when asked about rumors of auctioning the chair off to raise money for a local cause, Mike said that he had not been contacted regarding any plans, but he would be open to the idea. He said, I'm not looking to get anything out of it. I'm looking for other people to get enjoyment out of it and for our community of Dennis to benefit because the whole thing has never been about about me, it's been about the chair. <laughs> about the chair, <laughs> he says. I've done that 347 47, uh, drive a lot over the years, too, and there are two really, like, pretty camping areas, but I've never stopped at either one of them. One's called um, Holly Lake, and the other one's called East Creek Pond. Have you, either of you guys, because you've done that drive no, a lot as well. I love driving by those little lakes here. They're pretty. So yeah. picturesque. Yeah. I told Rochelle that this weekend. We went down there, and, and uh, I just love taking a moment to look across the lake as I'm driving by. They're are they really, chairs? They're really, really pretty. 
no chairs, but there is a, nah. there's a tree on a platform out in the <laughs> middle of the yes. one of the lakes. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Christmas tree right now on that yeah. platform. Um, but, Nick, you were pulling up the uh, the lighthouse at, at a certain point, and I have a, I had great pictures yeah. of me and the dog and the, the, the girls at that lighthouse. It's a great spot yeah, for I stopped there, sunsets. I stopped there once as well, Case. Um, it's called East Point, and you have to go there, for, I think, from 47, not yep. 347. Yep. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, and uh, that's all along the bay as well. Okay. Well, so the chair is down. Chair is down. Just adds up in case chair you did down. not know that. Chair down. Chair, chair down. Uh, oh, real quick, going back to the last story, the... Um the Feast of the Seven Pickles? Yes. Uh, Nikki from Fishtown Pickle Project is on the line. Hi there, Nikki. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And uh, just wanted to touch base. I was talking about the Feast of the Seven Pickles. Thank you so, so much. We loved having you last year. We're super pumped to do it again this year on December 19th. So I, I pose the question, are Preston's Pickles still available? They are at the moment online. They're sold out, but they're coming back hot for the feast. So were, they won't be on the menu, but they're going to be involved in the mini holiday market, of course, because a portion of proceeds from every single jar goes to fill abundance. Ah, all right. There we go. That. And so they're still a hot seller, right, Nikki? They are definitely a hot seller. Oh, my goodness. If they're zeroed out online, we've get, got a lot of people putting their email address in to be notified when they come back. And How about they're that? Doing... Best pickles ever, man. Yeah, I agree. They I, really I said it on That's air. That sweet heat. That sweet heat. Preston, you really, you know, it, it, don't quit your day job, but you might have a little bit of like a foodie, you know, background saying, in you somewhere to well, create some new. <laughs> I, got, I got to come for one of your guys' uh, pickle uh, classes because you guys will, I, will do that, right? We will. We will. We would absolutely love to have you. Um, we've got four classes coming up in the winter. Um, we will be releasing some in the spring. Perhaps so. you could be a visiting professor, Preston, <gasps> who comes in and gives a lecture like a TED talk. That could be a good. A pickle yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you up there with us telling telling everybody how it's done. Here's yeah. your flavor profile, guys. <laughs> Just follow your nose. I am a pickle, I'm a pickle fanatic. I love them. All right. So, by the way, are you guys, do you have any spots left open for Feast of the Seven Pickles? We sure do. Um, I just posted more for each time slot. So it's Tuesday, December 19th at Marsa in Kensington. Um, and there's a seating at 5 at 7 p.m. And then again at 9 p.m. We've got a really awesome menu. Um, you know, uh, Samuels and Sons oysters with a Hawaiian pizza tapache. We have some fermented radish salad with roasted pepper dressing. Um, we are play on, on a smoked salmon Reuben. We've got um, a shaved ribeye cheese steak from... Good uh, stuff. Yes. Told you, man. Yeah. 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 All right. Really well, we're, we're, we're in the pick. It's the pickle time of the season. Yeah. All right. So, Nikki, Fishtown Pickle Projects, your website uh, to get the reservations? Yep. Fishtownpickles.com is where you can get tickets, and every ticket includes $10 that goes to fill abundance. Excellent. 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 We appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Nikki. Good to talk to you. Thank you, guys. Stay well. Happy holidays. All right. Take see care. you later. Merry pickle. Pickle on. <laughs> yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs> Good pickle to you. They're awesome. Uh, real quick, Becky uh, wants oh. to talk about the chair here real quick. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good. All right. So, Becky, you work for the Pineland Preservation Alliance? 
I do. We're a nonprofit organization, and for more than 15 years, we've done a bike ride called the Tour de Pines. Okay. We have five different days. We ride all through the Pinelands National Reserve. One of our most popular rides is a ride we call the Chair on the Roof. Here <laughs> <laughs> we have to change the name. <laughs> oh, that's that suck. Can you put the chair back? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. What do you do now? I have no. The chair on the ground. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. It was a huge highlight. People looked forward to it. It was kind of a mystery if they were outside the area because mm-hmm. only locals kind of know about this whole, like, thing with the chair on the roof, and it's been sinking, and the chair got shorter even. It was all, like, a a big thing, and I cannot believe when I turned on the radio that it's gone. Yeah. Oh, it's man. Very sad. <laughs> I don't know what the dude with the dib, what he did with the chair either. I don't know if he's going to, you know, stick that back out by the road. I didn't see it there. We drove by there on uh, Sunday. So. He's, yeah, he says he's tearing down uh, he's going to finally de- uh, demolish the air the standing structure as it is so oh. it seems the time of the chair is over okay. oh well, well i guess we have to move into a whole new era with the tour de pines bike ride well, yes to be honest we had tried to help you out with the googly eyes uh but the yeah the town made us take it down right yeah yeah they did <laughs> all right well becky thank you we appreciate yes. you checking in Happy holidays, you guys. You too. too. See you later. All right. Wow. All right. Well, actually, oddly, I have an, another city beat thing that oh. involves uh, bikes uh, real quick. So uh, the Philly group Wednesday Night Rides is organizing the Holiday Lights Ride in South Philadelphia. Uh, it's a free and family-friendly ride, and it is this Wednesday. It's tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m., and basically you ride the bikes and you go check out the, the lights, uh, the light decoration. Were you familiar with this, Kathy? Have you heard of it? Because you are the uh, activity... No. Maven. <laughs> uh, no. Uh-uh. So this is a route uh, that they follow uh, to check out the lights. A bicycle coalition has been running the bike tour for several years, and uh, more recent rides included uh, the Wednesday Night Rides as a partner. Uh, they run a biweekly bicycle ride through different parts of Philadelphia. Each ride has a different theme and route, which the group details through its Reddit and Instagram posts. Hey, I love this concept. Can I do it in the back of a limo? Um, well, sure. Steve, that's what I was just going to say. I I don't like to be cold, so this is I don't know if this is my thing, but I mean that that is pretty cool. Uh, participants need to register online to take part in the holiday lights ride, and event organizers will send the route to those who have signed up. And you can expect to bike through areas like uh, South Thirteenth Street, which recently held its uh, festive Miracle on South Thirteenth Street block party. And along with the ride itself, the event features a costume contest, and the categories for the contest are best. Adult, Best Child, Best Family, and Best Philly Pride. And an after party takes place at the Garage South Bar on Passyunk Avenue. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like, well, by the way, just on, a, on you'd mentioned it earlier in the news, the, the the place Glow, Kathy, or the the setup of the lights, Yeah, that, that guy is going to be on the uh, extreme... The yeah, show. the light fights. Light yeah. fights. Is yeah. that, and they, that's a, that watch party is tonight? Is that when it's supposed to take place? Oh, I don't know if it was tonight. I think it, they said this week. Because I want to check that out. Let's yeah. see. I'm not sure when that uh, when that show airs, but yeah. So is it? It's not actual. It's not that location glow that's going to be in it. It's, it's his own one home. of his own. Yeah, yeah. His house, which so is pretty cool. Obviously, is, that's pretty cool as well. That's a very competitive show. Yeah, most definitely. We've seen, we've known a couple of people that have yes been on uh, 
uh, in contention for that. So uh, we'll cats looking that up. But uh, anyhow, if you're interested in this, uh, you can check out the Instagram post uh, for the Wednesday Night Rides, the Philly Group Wednesday Night Rides. Uh, and it's the Holiday Lights Ride in South Philadelphia. It's magical. Yes, see, see if you're right. It, it is airing tonight. Okay. Okay, cool. And is that on ABC? On ABC, ABC. Yeah. So this guy in Jersey who owns Glow, which was vandalized, correct? Yes. Uh, he, his own house is is in the competition. Yeah, his family home, which is in Deptford, is going to be on uh, the latest episode, which is uh, supposed to be on tonight. All right, cool. All right. All right, that's it in the city beat, folks. we got to shut things down, wrap it up for today, and we'll have another installment sometime uh, down the road. Uh, in the meantime, let's get you... To the Christmas Mirror. Oh. Yeah. Can we do some giveaways with that? I can take uh, three callers right now. 215-263-WMMR only. If you are free a week from tomorrow to join us for the entire morning as we broadcast live in Phoenixville from the Colonial Theater. How about we get you on board? 215-263-WMMR. Make sure you have an ugly sweater to wear. Miller Lite is hosting the ugly sweater contest that we are doing, and we will have lots of prizes. It's not just a live broadcast. We play some games, and we give away prizes, and uh, everybody in the audience will be qualified for something at least, Uh, but you, the person who calls in and gets through will be qualified to be chosen to be qualified to possibly be chosen for one of our contests that we will be doing there. We're going to have some food and we're going to have some music. Should be a good time. Yes. And we've never been to the Colonial for a live broadcast. We're really looking forward to it. So 215-263-WMMR. We'll take those three callers. We're going to break. We'll be back in a second. B-File stories are on the way. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents.
present Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, brought to you by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group, and they've got holiday gifts all wrapped. You can give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card and get a, 20, a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. Red Robin Yum. A passenger departing Bangkok was arrested attempting to smuggle a prairie dog and two otters in his pants. In his pants. Out of the country, yes. How do you do that? I do not know how this is possible at all. Hey, you guys, I'm putting you in my pants. You guys just play. This is on uh, Thai Airways Flight 632 to Taipei. He caught the idea of authorities because of the unusually large bulge in his pants that was wiggling around. Yeah, of course. The man was scanned and then strip-searched, revealing the two Asian small-clawed otters and a prairie dog that he had tried to hide in his underwear. Did he have them in a, like in a package or strapped to his leg? Or I didn't how see do you do that? how he did this at all. The suspect is now facing a slew of charges brought under Thailand's Customs Act, Animal Epidemics Act, and the Animal Conservation and Protection Act. So it appears here that he has like two pairs or a flap that he has them in. Like a, almost like a kangaroo pouch. I don't know. Uh, That's the way I would smuggle my otters. Was yeah. in his underwear. And otters are a surprisingly common animal to smuggle at the Bangkok airport. I don't get it. Both in luggage and in passengers' pants. So it's something that happens from time Is to time. Is that an otter in your pants or are you just happy to see yeah. That thing's moving. <laughs> Uh, a 76-year-old Texas resident's body was found Friday under four feet of debris after neighbors called in a search and rescue team over the man's excessive hoarding. Oh, man. Neighbors reported that they hadn't seen the resident for months and that there was an unusual odor coming from the house. Rats greeted the search and rescue team at the door using hazmat suits. The team entered the uh, home. It's a disaster in here. Come on in. And uh, cadaver dogs finally found the body. Like, they, they couldn't find it. You know, they had to the dogs had to root around in there to find him. Yeah, we've been looking, too. The smell is just killing us. Uh, neighbors had reportedly tried to help the man before, but he refused them. According to the Daily Beast, the neighbors called the city to help with the clutter, but the city did not respond, and the Homeowners Association was forced to call in their own search and rescue. I wonder how many people die from their own, because this does happen fairly does. frequently, of their own clutter caving in on top of them. It, it, and if you watch the, the show, the hoard, yes. you know, that hoarder show, yep. there are loads of people who live in a maze of stuff that can just absolutely fall on top of and them. And Preston, they tend time. to be older yeah. and a little more frail. Yeah. Uh, Tim Miller with the search and rescue team uh, commented on the incident saying, just when we think we've seen everything, we get a call and we know we haven't seen everything. <sighs> wow. Uh, let's see. Florida police arrested an 11-year-old for allegedly calling in a fake school shooting. The boy reportedly told a friend that he wanted to leave school early. Uh, so you can hear him in the 911 call saying, help, there's a school shooter walking through the hallway. Police responded to the threat on December 5th with a SWAT team, aviation unit, and canines. I guess you'll have to let me leave school early. In uh, Florida, filing a false police report comes with a punishment of paying for the cost of law enforcement response. Uh, the sheriff, Billy Wood, said this young man is going to need to mow a lot of lawns <laughs> to pay for that bill. Disaster. So he is in some trouble. All right, Marissa sent me this story. Uh, the DJ of Northampton Town FC, which is a small town uh, soccer team, or I mean, not hockey team, has apologized after he played Wham's last Christmas at a recent game. 
potentially wiping out thousands of participants in the Whamageddon game. Oh, okay. In recent years, Whamageddon has seen players trying to avoid Wham's iconic festive hit until Christmas Eve with players knocked out of the game when they hear it. Mm. Uh, but DJ Matt Facer was met with a backlash after he played the song at the Cobbler's 3-0 home loss against Portsmouth, potentially wiping out thousands of players who were at the stadium. Uh, he said, I never knew people took it so seriously. He said, I gave it a spin, thinking that it would be quite funny to wipe out 7,000 people who couldn't avoid it. But clearly, <laughs> it isn't funny. Where does that song fall in your list of a holiday? I like it. I like it, too. I think it's yeah. enjoyable. Uh, Facer explained that he had faced insults on Twitter as well as from within the stadium. And he said, so I officially apologize to everyone whose Christmas I've ruined. He also vowed to avoid playing the song at any future games, adding, I can take on the chin uh, with my home fans and Portsmouth, but I don't think that I'll be playing it again. So he caught some crap for that. All right, this story is out of Ireland. Storm Fergus has seen severe winds sweep across County Leitrim, uh, with some locals saying that a tornado hit the village. No. In Ireland, which you never hear of. Tornado! Tornado! Uh, the freak weather event has caused damage to property and cars, with residents saying squally winds resembling a tornado hit oh, the area. Some squally winds. A pub and shop have been badly damaged while the roof of another building was blown off. In a statement, the council said the village will remain closed for safety precautions. A cleanup operation is underway in the village to clear the significant amount of debris that was thrown into the footpaths as a result. Oh my God! Uh, a witness of the possible tornado said his Jeep was pelted with debris as he drove through the storm. He said, I was actually driving through the village myself. If I was a second slower, I'd have been the in the brunt of it. Tornado! I was driving my, my Jeep, and it sounded as if there was a crowd pegging stones at my Jeep as I was driving through. I don't like to be pegged. With all the debris that was flying around, it just happened all of a sudden. So, uh, tornadoes are not a common occurrence in Ireland. Uh, roughly 10 are recorded every year in the entire country. To, uh, to be honest, I always assumed that uh, tornadic activity was more U.S. U.S. Yeah. I thought so, too. Right. Yeah, but I guess it does happen from uh, time to time. It's crazy, isn't it? All right, one last story. Uh, this was the quote from Reggie Broswell uh, when he was watching uh, security footage from his security camera. He said, our washing machine just exploded. Whoa. It blew up. He said, glass is all about the front, uh, around the door. Glass was everywhere. He took pictures oh of the aftermath as his Samsung... Oh, my God! Top loader washing machine was mangled in pieces wow. with the top blown off. He said, I'm just thankful no one was there. Uh, he documented the damage uh, to his dryer, garage wall, outlets, and his car. Uh, he cleaned up his garage, and since the washing machine was in pieces, he took it to the curb. Uh, so he called Samsung to report the issue. He said, the lady told me that, oh, well, since you don't have the washer anymore, we can't do anything for you. What? Uh, he started doing some research online and learned the Samsung top loader washing machine was part of a massive recall in 2016. Sarah Price of Holly Springs and her washing machine uh, exploded mid-wash as well after this guy's did. I know someone who had the exact same thing happen. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it blew up. It, Whoa. It, it, yeah. Samsung. Uh, the recall included 2. They're getting rid of that blow-up feature. 2.8 million Samsung washing machines. It's right next to Delicates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a plunger on a, on a dynamite. 
So several different models apparently was in the recall. When uh, Braswell searched his serial number, it showed that it was a recalled machine. He said he had no idea that it was recalled and uh, claimed that he didn't get a recall notice. He called the number listed on the notice for Samsung. He said, they told me if I don't have the machine, they can't do anything for me, even though I have the videos. That sucks. And serial numbers, yeah. Do you pay attention to, like, you get recalls in the mail or whatever? Uh, I don't know. Rochelle reads the mail. I yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, yes. Uh, I guess we do. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Hey, don't forget it's Tattoos Day. Text the word tattoo, 39333, because we have a chance for you to win a free tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. It's a Preston and Seashow themed tattoo, mind you. So do that now. And don't forget to check out their artwork samples, floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. We'll be back in just a moment. Join Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show tomorrow from 4 to 6. Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party at Milk Boy. 1100 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enter for a chance to win passes for Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. And enjoy 350 Miller Lite 12-ounce cans. Complete details at WMMR.com. Real quick shout out. This is from uh, Joelle Miller. And uh, she says, hey, totally, Presbo. My name is Joelle. And I'd like to give a shout out to the YouTube community of Preston and Steve, including Kyle Mack. Uh, I found wonderfully funny and supportive people that I am glad to call my friends, even though uh, if we've never met in person, at least not yet. And I can't wait to talk to them each and every morning. I am incredibly thankful for your show and all of them. Thank you. You guys rock. And it says, P.S., if you could, t- uh, Steve, if you could yell, not you who, but YouTube. Uh-huh. They would love that. All right. <clears throat> and then a short. Tapers alert. Okay. YouTube! So, <laughs> that is for our YouTube community, which you can watch at any point in time uh, as we are live. And uh, thank you guys uh, for checking in. And and, uh, and you can see everything that's going on in the studio. Pretty awesome, yeah. Uh, while you watch it. And then when we're in commercial breaks, we have like old clips that we'll play, which it's is pretty cool. I walk out to go to the bathroom because that's we you pretty much through the breaks because we can go to the bathroom. Yeah. We walk out and you'll see a clip playing on uh, Connor's computer out there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, oh, that's, I remember that. Yeah. A little bit of nostalgia. By the way, speaking of the bathroom real quick, isn't it great that we have uh, security locks on the bathroom <laughs> door that actually have the code to the security lock yeah. written, written on a piece of tape on the door? By the way, did you notice it? Yeah, it's totally uh, going against purpose. Yes. But um, did you notice that they replaced the toilet paper dispensers in the stalls? No. Oh, so, they didn't, not yet in the female bathrooms. So, Kathy, the new mechanism allows you to pull it out without being an Olympic competitor. Uh, yeah, okay. seriously. Yeah. We are still in the Olympic uh, competitive yeah, <laughs> situation yeah. in our bathrooms. I heard somebody in there yesterday, and she was like, because <sighs> it's so annoying. You can't get the freaking toilet it's paper like out. It's like a tug of war. So annoying. I had just gotten used to the temporary code, which was 13579, yes. uh, and then they switched it back, and I know that this is a first world problem, but I went over the other day, and I was like, yes, I figured it out. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> the old one again. Oh. And then they changed it. Yeah. I, the other day, as I was walking up, I noticed it uh, so that the lights uh, will go off after a time of inactivity. And so it's dark in there, which is great. You know, you, you'll know that you have the bathroom to yourself. So I go in, the <laughs> light's dark. I go in, I walk up to the urinal. Nope, somebody sitting in there. Some <laughs> poor son of a bitch had taken a dump that took so long that the lights actually yeah. shut off on him. And he was sitting there all by himself in a cold, dark 
empty room trying to do his business. I've had it happen to me. Mm. So sometimes, you, you know, let's say it's a lot more involved than you thought it would be. The lights will shut off, but then the door goes. When the door opens up, the lights come back on. One thing, and by the way, a, a little addendum to the uh, toilet paper dispenser replacement. It used to be flat on top, which was perfect to rest your phone. Oh, they took now the it's away. rounded. Oh, yeah, you like it there. Yeah. Hate it, hate it. And I used to, like, if I wanted to eat something, I could set it up nicely on the... Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. If you had, like, yeah. steak and or whatever. Sometimes yeah. I bring a vase with a flower. I like I to put you. it there. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, here's a text that came in about our YouTube community. It says, the YouTube community is the horniest bunch of teenage adults I've ever seen. <laughs> really? So I guess there's a lot of yeah, a lot of sex talk going on on our YouTube stream. So anything we can do to help, absolutely. I'm happy to hear that. So uh, at the at this time of the year, we always end, end up getting these uh, year end lists and stats and all that stuff. So uh, am Go- I needed for liking these things? I really enjoy them. The Google search history for 2023 has arrived. Ah, well, here here are the results to the most searched items for the year via Google. Uh, so the ongoing uh, Israel-Hamas war was the top news trend. Oh, there's of, something going on over there? Of the past year. Uh, followed by queries related to the Titanic-bound submersible that imploded oh, yeah. in June. So that's second. Yeah, yeah. As well as February's uh, earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. So those were the uh, the top three. The as obvious as, ones. As far as news goes. Yeah, you remember the whole, because not only was it the, the submersible imploding, but it was the search that went on for quite a while. Yep. Yeah. And then the aftermath, and then everybody started to give their assessment about what had happened. So, yeah, I can understand that. And obviously, the um, the Israeli um, Middle East conflict is huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google puts out a video every year sort of highlighting some of the searches. And I find... Oh. Find it to be terrific. They, they just the way that they highlight the things that have happened, and it's, Steve, like you pointed out, like some of it's awful and sad yeah. and really serious. Uh, but they usually end it with some uplifting stuff and, and reasons for hope and optimism. And so the way whoever puts that together and edits it, they edits it. They do a great job every I year. I love that approach. And I've mentioned this, and I'm pressing you. You apparently follow the same YouTube account. It's called Weird History, and they will do the basically Nick. It is that. It is. Okay. It is a boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know, one right after another uh, presentation about uh, basically from from almost day to day or week to week or you know, there's obviously they're not doing 365 separate uh, you know segments, but there's enough to just keep rolling, and you're like, oh my god, all that, yeah. you know, you you forget. I was I was saying to Preston when you say, wow, things couldn't possibly get crazier, and then you look back at like the early 70s, you're like, oh yeah, it yeah. could, yeah, it absolutely it was, yeah, most definitely. Uh, the top trending person on search uh, this. This year was Demar Hamlin, oh. uh, the football player yes. who had the near death cardiac arrest on the field uh, during a game back in January. So, uh, so all the way through the year, still there were no searches. Oh, someone more. still has a chance to have a cardiac arrest. Uh, then him, and then uh, Jeremy Renner came in second. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, the snowplow. That all happened this year. I, Casey, I, I can't mean, believe like, Jeremy Renner's walking around in the shape that he's in yeah. after what I mean. He had a fourteen thousand pound uh, snowplow. Was that? New Year's Day, or it was yeah, like right it was that weekend. Then, yeah, he was clearing the uh, the snowstorm. It was in uh, um, uh, like Tahoe. Lake Tahoe, and he yeah. was clearing his neighbor's uh, driveway. I forgot the date on that, but I thought it was right at the very beginning of the year. Um, so yeah, and that was followed by Matthew Perry, yeah, and Tina Turner. They led the search trends amongst notable mm. individuals who had passed away. Tina yeah, Turner was driving that snowplow. <laughs> no, she was not. Oh. It was it was January first. It, uh, yeah. it was this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, the first day of the year. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
in the world of entertainment, Barbie dominated Google searches movie trends this year, and that was followed by uh, Oppenheimer. So, can I, uh, by the way, conjecture that uh, Kathy? Do you believe this is going to be a banner year for Barbie sales and Oppenheimer doll sales? <laughs> Definitely the Oppenheimer. Yeah. Hey, how was on um, Barbie represented around Halloween, Kath? Uh, we, we saw that on Barbie's I, I get nobody that comes to my house. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't did, see Barbie. Did anybody go, to, like, I didn't go to any Halloween parties or costume Yeah, parties they did, like, like, the that. box. Like, you know, it yeah. wasn't just, like, dress as Barbie. It was, like, go dress as Barbie, but go inside the box. Right. The, that box was all over the place. We had many Barbies at the house. You did? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so... In TV, uh, The Last of Us. Loved it. Led it. Uh, yeah. Led the searches. Wednesday was second. And Ginny and Georgia. Oh, I love that. What's that? Uh, it's a show. It's like, um, it's kind of like a little Hallmark meets like a... Uh, a Two girls in a cup? No, no not, a, oh, okay. not that far. Don't go that <laughs> far. Right. No, like a Bridgerton? Little, no, 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 not Bridgerton. Like a little crime. There's a little crime in oh, it. Okay. There's a little like secrets and you know, right. not so Hallmarky things. Okay. Like a little shoplifting, a little, you know, oh, yeah, sodomy, yeah, bestiality, yeah, yeah. illegal, oh, okay. illegal felching. Uh, okay, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, there's something. They they address some uh, not so hallmarky, but like I feel like the overall vibe. vibe like at least that's what they want you know people to think. But uh, underneath, that's not what it is. I see. Was it like a, a it was like a teen thing, tween thing? Yeah, there's. Some, oh, there, I remember seeing a little bit of this. Yeah, yeah there's a couple teen storylines in there. Is it Desperate Housewivesy? Whether you see this, what appears to be this bucolic wonderful thing and below the surface is uh, it, is it? yeah okay. I mean yeah kind of yeah below the surface it's not that okay well that was one of the top searches as far as uh, television shows goes uh, then you had for music and and I'm lost here on okay. a couple of these guys uh, Yoazobi uh, the song Idol was Google's top trending song on search. How do you spell that? Yoasobi. Uh, Y-O-A-S-O-B-I. Is that K-pop? So it probably is. It says it's a musical duo. duo and uh, they're, the picture's up on the screen here, so it might be K-pop. It's a um, Japanese pop, whatever. Japanese. Yeah, is that J-pop? J-pop, I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. And then Shakira and uh, Bizarap. Is that right? Uh, Bizarap's... Uh, I don't envy you this list. Bizarp yeah. Music yeah. Sessions, Volume 53. Scissor. Dude, I just, you know. It's not I, your jam, man. It's not my, no. it's not my jam. You're Dan Fogelberg. Um, all the way. All right, then uh, the top trending recipe was uh, bimbimbap, which is what? It's Korean. I had to look it up. It's a it's a Korean bowl dish. It looks pretty damn tasty. So, do you know that Korean food is considered like on a par with Mediterranean food for a healthy diet? Oh, awesome! Yeah. Yep, really, like kimchi and all that. Yeah, stuff? yeah. All right, South yeah. Korean primarily. This is it. This looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, North Korean is water and cardboard. Uh, bimbimbap. I guess is how it you does look pretty that. good. Yeah. So Bizarap to Bimbi a bap. There yeah. you go. Uh, I want my baby back. Then uh, <laughs> Inter Miami CF. Oh, Messi. Messi yeah. Yep. And the new home of uh, of Lionel Messi. Um, Let Google sports teams trends. Is that a play? <laughs> Nick, is, are those playoffs still going on? I know that uh, we lost. Uh, I don't know, Casey. I don't know when the MLS <laughs> Cup is. All right. And specifically in the U.S., the Google uh, people at, spent 2023 asking why eggs, oh. Taylor Swift tickets, and sriracha 
bottles were so expensive, while Riz was a front runner for trending slang definition well, inquiries. Right. It made the, uh, was it Oxford Dictionary or Webster's Dictionary? It was Oxford. Oxford's yeah. number one uh, word or word it, of the year. It was also searched heavily on uh, Google this year. And by the way, your Columbus Crew MLS Cup winners this year. Ah. 2 1 over LAFC. Okay. There you go. Um,. To mark the search of Google's 25th birthday, they released a top search data of all time uh-huh. across various specific categories. So they can tell us what people were looking up in the 1600s? No. Oh. Uh, since 2004. Oh, yeah. Well, th- that's right. Which is when the data first became available globally. Uh, the most Googled Grammy winner of all time has been Beyonce, for example. <coughs> It's beyond. Listen, there's no arguing with the, the the whole Beyonce legend and movement and the movie and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's is there is there too much hubbub about Beyonce? I mean, and, and the actual regular delivery talent wise, or I mean, I'm I'm not not a fan. I don't. Uh, I think she's talented, I think but she's, I, yeah, she's I just fun. I don't know. She's overrated. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I like that's that. Kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. She's got a lot of juice behind her. She's got a lot of money and, yeah. and all that uh, marketing behind her. Yeah. Uh, and that helps. It doesn't mean that she's not accomplished. She's not right. incredibly talented. Like it's just yeah. it's overexposure and it's a lot. She ain't no Kathy. Yeah, uh, she ain't no Kathy. That's yeah. right. Yeah, but people who love her, they're like sure. they're kind of yeah. like the, t- the Taylor Swift people. And I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think both of those. I think I think they're both great, but I think they're a little both overblown. Both Tay Tay and uh, and the Bay. Yeah, and the Bay Tay. Yeah. <laughs> we should get you trending for uh, hating Taylor Swift. Preston. Yeah, should we do that? Yeah, just, yeah. Why do we do no ramifications? I never said I yeah. hated Taylor Swift. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I think you just Nick. did. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the highest search athlete of all time, and the most searched movie or TV cast of all time is Harry Potter. <laughs> There you go. Uh, wow. You guys happy now? Yeah, I like all it. Right. Well, do we... All right, so do you have your own personal trends? Does I keep Google, that exact same list of my own personal trends. No, but does Google do, do that? Because, you know, like Spotify and Apple Music, they do your personal trends. Uh, sure Google does I don't the know. same thing. Um, Can you hazard a guess what to, would be your number one search thing, Casey? Uh, would probably, it be nipples? Either, uh, probably Bernie's Mountain Dog Puppies. Aw. <laughs> Yeah, do you actually uh, search that, or does that just come up? Because no, mine, I it search just it. Comes up. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, it shows up on my Instagram feed. But uh, I just, you know, like to see what's uh, what's available, and uh, you know whether you can adopt one. I oh, I was so close to adopting one. By the way, so so close to adopting one. I thought it was going to happen. I, if you want, well, I can put you through to the particular rescue organization that always finds these, and and um, yeah, they're out there. Case, believe it or not. Case, I saw. I'm looking for a home, Casey. <laughs> Case, I saw a. Uh, it was a Bernadoodle, but it was the tricolor. I forget what they call them. But I it was tricolor. A trinodoodle. No, yeah. it's called something specific. I forget. I, she told me the name of it, but um, it is that Bernie's Mountain Dog color, the, the three colors. But it was a Bernadoodle, so cute. Oh my god! She was four months old. Oh my gosh! So adorable. Oh, I should steal it. Where so is it? you have two huge dogs right now. No, no, no. Fozzie's not huge. Fozzie's not huge. Reggie's huge, and he's not even. Huge, huge. He's, he's big. He's, he's like pretty big. Seventy-five pounds. How he's, big is Fozzie? Fozzie is like thirty-five pounds. Oh, I thought Fozzie was bigger. No, he kind of looks like a little rat. Um, <laughs> and then Reggie, when he when his hair grows out, he looks really, really full. But he's pretty lean. He's a pretty lean, right. strong, but muscular he's tall. dog. Yeah. My friend has same same as Reggie. They look they look very similar, and her dog also is tall, like comes mm. up to my hips. So, what do you think you googled the most? 
uh, like golf. Kathy's feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I found Because you were looking for my old fan page. Yeah. <laughs> what about Foot Finder? <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe a three for a little loop. Yeah. Uh, I don't use Google. I use uh, Bing as my search engine. So, um, oh. I, yeah, I don't know if. Uh, what on Bing? I don't know what, if yeah, they what do that. golf. I don't know right? if, um, golf related. I mean, it's mainly what I use that stuff for is all work. Yeah. So probably not golf. Florida. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love no. to uh, to see the difference between my Google work searches, which is stuff that you guys have me looking up every day. <laughs> yes. Right. Stuff that I have to, you it's know, just do on my own. Here it's dirtier here. It's much dirtier here, which oh, is yeah. why I use the work computer that Preston and I share when I do <laughs> work re- research. When I, you know, Steve drops something about cucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm up to speed on cucks. Yeah, I, well, you don't need to Google yeah, it. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. I got to do some research. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of things you guys say on my work computer. I'm like, what is... (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, God, they're gross. Uh, That's disgusting. (laughs) Kathy, yours would have to be activities, probably, because you are just trying to find that stuff. Yeah, like Philadelphia holiday events, Montgomery County, Delaware County, Chester County, like all New Jersey. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking for like a place of business, I I rarely use Google and I'll use my Apple Maps. I use that, I would say, nine times out of ten. If I'm trying to find uh, like a, a restaurant or a store or anything like that, you just say, uh, search it in, in your you Apple Maps. Apple Maps, oh, interesting. I mean, it, it shows you exactly where it is. It gives you the hours of, uh, and it's all right there. Like and it gives the you the website operation. option as well. Website option, or if you want to order, uh, you know, if you're if it's a food yeah. place. You're buying something for your cuck. Yeah. So if you're if you're searching for almost anything, you use Maps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. I just feel like it's easier that way. Okay. Do you think that there's too much um, ad interference when it comes to Google? I do. Yeah. I do. Because as a matter of fact, when I Google something and like the first five choices are sponsor, 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 Mm -hmm. I go right past that. I'm like, I don't give a crap who's spending money. I agree. I uh, go right to the. So there are other search, um, you know, obviously there's Bing. Yeah. uh, And there's some others. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. Just be aware if you're doing Google searches, those first spots. They're paying to be at those spots. But it says it. It'll tell you. It says yeah, sponsored. sponsored right it has now. to. Yeah. Uh, there was another list that came out recently, and it indicates uh, it's about uh, medical malpractice. And this is kind of interesting because we fall in this uh, in this list. Uh, there was data looking at the number of medical malpractice cases in all 50 states. And this is from 1990 to 2023. And it showed that states in the Northeast were most likely to misdiagnose conditions or fail to treat patients. Yeah. Dr. Mike's head is going to explode. It's comforting, right? Right. Uh, medical malpractice is a legal action that alleges a doctor or healthcare professional was negligent, failed to perform their basic duties, or caused a patient to die or become injured needlessly. And it may be because of missed or late diagnoses, uh, bungled operations, dangerous prescription mix-ups, and stuff like that. Pennsylvania came in second place. Oh. Second place with all of the top. But then again, if you stop and think about it, we have a tremendous amount of medical facilities here. Yes. So by sheer ratio, yes. we would skip up, right? That's kind of what they indicated in this as well, that if there are so many patients. Yeah, Mayberry leads the world in no malpractice suits. Yeah, that that we may have yeah. a higher number of them because of that. So uh, New York took first place. Yay! Nearly 65,000 cases of medical malpractice among 51,500 doctors. Now, I... Fortunately, um, I I always tell I make people sign a waiver before I do my tracheotomies. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, even in an emergency. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to protect myself. Due diligence. Uh, New Jersey was third, by the way. So we're surrounded wow. yeah, we're by just, medical malpractice. I mean, we're so we're, they, this is a really great hub for medical. Yeah, we have top flight facilities and hospitals here. And that's why we also have a lot of commercials on TV yeah. for lawyers who work in medical malpractice. I mean, we really are lucky to be in this area. I mean, Absolutely. obviously, you know, uh, Penn is, is, I think, maybe at the top of that list. But, like, dude. Preston's I, pickles. Well, let, you know, you can, don't don't uh, sleep on, like, Temple and Jefferson. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And the Moors and, and good times and good times. <laughs> Sanford and Son. I said Jefferson. Oh. <laughs> Man, all I call was good times. Like, how do yeah. we get to that? Jefferson's. Yeah. I was uh, following along. No, yeah, I go like uh like Jefferson has uh this specific You went to dry cleaning headache clinic, uh which I went to for my migraines. Dr. Mike, who works at Penn, actually sent me over there because he's like, This is what they do. I'm done with you. So they're no no, no, no they are. They're. They're. I think they're. I think they are the preeminent headache research facility in the world. Might be. Yeah. Uh, I'm number eleventh in tracheotomies. By the way, everyone. you are. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Nick was uh, just researching tracheotomies. I on, was. Yeah. On, uh, and then I went to uh, Good Times. Okay. Why well, research? why not? Yet uh, again. What? Which? What are we asking about? It was a powerful episode of Good Times with the tracheotomy episode. Well, so where my head went was which was a better show, Good Times or the Jeffersons? Oh, Jeffersons. I was thinking Good Times. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, well, like just to I've make never me really laugh. Actually, times. of of the, your your black sitcoms from the late seventies and early. Uh, 80s, I would go, what's happening is what's happening. Yeah, but... Um, Between the Jeffersons and Good Times. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. You raise an interesting question. I haven't me. watched enough Good Times to... I just know the song. I actually found myself laughing more. Drum roll, please. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve's decision is Good Times. Wow. No kidding. And to what do you attribute that to? J.J. Jimmy Walker. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. You got to love it. What's a better song? Uh, well, Jefferson's. Yeah, yeah pretty better theme too. song yeah. for sure. This is a good one. Not getting hustled. Keeping your head above water. Making a way when you can. There hanging, hanging in, in the Jamba line. Juice, hanging in the chow oh, line, yeah. and this is the money shot right here. All right, Steve, with the passing of uh, uh, passing of who? Norman Lear passed away uh, last week, right? So um, yes. he was responsible for Good Times Jefferson's All in the Family. Uh, which came first out of all of them? Was it All in the Family and then Maud? All in the Family. Maud was a was a spinoff of uh, All in the Family. And Maud so was Jeffersons. right, and and then the Jeffersons and uh, Good Times was she was um, the maid. Okay. Uh, and then all of those begot many successful sequels. It's crazy. Uh, actually, they were showing. Um, uh, Me TV did a big tribute to Norman Lear. You know, and I mean the the amount of stuff that the, the one crappy aspect of I'm off on a complete tangent here, but the one crappy aspect of a lot of these shows were shot on the they 
video of the time, which has not aged well. Right. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look, look of it. It, do, it just doesn't look. I quite see what you're saying. Good. Yeah. yeah. I and wonder. We, I wonder if they could digitally give it that kind of film. I'm sure. I'm sure they treatment, could. Make yeah. it look a little bit differently. I mean, just in the 70s and 80s, all in the family to Maude, to Sanford and Son, one day at a time, the Jeffersons, and then Good Times. Yeah. And that's remarkable. The yeah. the prime time lineups would be dominated by sitcoms, and now they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. When I look at the the prime time schedule. It is all um, uh, reality shows, um, chef shows, singing competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all either game shows or re- that sort of stuff. There, There is no the amount of scripted TV. Do you have a sitcom you watch? Because I don't I, think I do. No, I used to. What did, was I mean, it? we were talking about The Bear this morning being a comedy thing for uh, the Golden That's Globes. That's What about what? Abbott Elementary? Is that Abbott Elementary. Okay. Abbott Elementary I do watch, and that, that continues to be great. I have not uh, faithfully watched a sitcom oh. in ages. And the Wonder Years. Ages. The Wonder Years is great. The new Wonder Years is great. Oh, the new one, yeah. Um, I haven't really... I've watched I watched one episode and I liked it, but I just... I'm, I'm, I fell out of sitcom mode a long time ago. Like, um, What about uh, Modern Family? Did you watch that? I watched pieces of it. I watched bits in here, and that one, what was fun about that is you didn't have to follow right. religiously. You could just jump in in an episode yeah. and watch it and get it. You know, Modern Family is one of the great sitcoms of all time, and, and that, but it's it's run its course. It's over now. Yeah. Nothing's over! Well, apparently that is, but... So this was about medicine in Philadelphia? Yeah, so there's a weird <laughs> Pennsylvania comes in second for medical malpractice. Yes. Yeah. And the Listen up, Jeffersons. <laughs> and the Jeffersons... <laughs> Where we're moving on. It remains to be seen if they were better or not. It's very relevant. I think that entire cast is dead. Maybe that would not have happened if uh, they had better medical care. I ran into, I know we have to take a break, Casey, but I read into, ran into, man, uh, the actress who was the female lead on Good Times, and I cannot for. Oh, uh, uh, um, wait. Esther Roll? Esther Roll. I ran into her at the Striped Bass in Center City, and I went over and talked to her. Oh, she's great. She was, I I just came over and I said, I hate that. She wasn't eating at the time. She was sitting, either waiting or something. I came over and said, I just want to tell you how much I love that show. An incredibly Um, accomplished actress. And uh, I talked to her about Bookman, the janitor. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I said, I had asked a, I know we got to wrap up. I had asked a trivia question. This is when we were at Y100. I asked what Bookman's favorite or what her favorite thing to cook that Bookman loved that she cooked. And it was, and she knew the answer it was sweet potato pie. Wow. Yeah. So she got what a that, nice connection. It was really sweet. You know, she so. was sensational in Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Ball. All right. And, and that means we need to take a break because we have got to, we got to get Weird Al on. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, but before we do that, I want to give away some movie passes. This is a screening of Rebel Moon. Casey is hosting this. It is a week from today, 7 p.m. AMC Fashion District. If you would like to go, uh, be caller 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you the passes. You get to see it before it opens December 22nd. Rebel Moon from our friend Zach Snyder. Oh, yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Weird Al is next. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got an email uh, concerning, we have a Weird Al, we got about five minutes before he's going to be joining us, so uh, we got a little bit of time here. But I got an email from somebody yesterday, we had mentioned a uh, sport called uh, ski jorking or ski yorking. Yes. Which is where a dog pulls you on uh, while you're wearing uh, cross-country skis. And there's also horse versions, too, where they right. pull you over jumps and things like that. I uh, got an email from our friend Kurt Anderson who said, love the show. Got to say, there's a brief period of time when I shortly held the world record for skiorking. Nine dog team. Pure, unadulterated terror. Crazy fun. Shattered my hand. Wow. Record broken shortly after, and girlfriend said she'd leave me if I tried to set a new record. I didn't. She left me anyway. So that answers my question. Moved to dog sled, he said. So yesterday Peace I Kurt. asked if it would be, if you could have a team of dogs pulling you the way you would like an Iditarod. Yeah. Right. Um, and the only difference is you're not on a sled apparatus of some sort. You're on skis. You're just on skis. Right. So and he I did that. See, yeah. He did that apparently, but he ended up moving to a dog sled afterwards. Yeah. So uh, I've always wanted to do an actual hmm. dog sled sled across terrain it seems pretty cool yeah i mean pull it no oh, you yeah, would yeah, like to yeah. Yeah, i'd like to be with the yeah. team of dogs i like the teamwork what was the the movie that you and i loved uh oh, with william dafoe oh, uh, uh is it togo 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 is one of the greatest dog movies ever made preston it'll make you cry your eyes out it, it made me hate balto so much more but you know the story balto the dog that helped get the serum through that that uh that outbreak that the you know in the 1920s yeah the the bigger story was this other dog it's it, you know if if you Togo did like 270 miles and then balto did like balto the last tail to cap <laughs> yeah there's he a did, few yeah there's a few of those snow dog movies that we had, to, and we had two of the stars. We, we did uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Paul Walker in promoting either snow dogs or whatever the other one was called. Eight, deg- eight degrees, eight, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. where the vagina clip comes from? Vagina. Is that from that? No, that's I don't from. Know. Um, I know it's Cuba Gooding Jr. It's Cuba Gooding in the uh, remake of Mad Men, Mad Men World. Oh, okay. Uh, Cuba was in that. Okay. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like funny line for a snow dog movie. The dog right. has vagina. a vagina. <laughs> Uh, Paul uh, Walker was in a movie called Eight Below. Eight Below. It, right? Eight and below. then I'll look up Cuba's. Eight, eight below. below. I think Cuba's was Snow Dogs. <laughs> Snow right. Dogs. Uh, speaking of this, though, I got another email oh. concerning this particular sport. And it says, hey, I was listening to the show today via podcast uh, form and heard you guys talking about the skjorking. Wow. Uh, I live in Anchorage. And it is big up here, he said. There is also bike jorking as well. 
well. Fat tire bike riding up here is huge. He said, you guys were also talking about bar shampoo, and you should look at Lush. They aim for a minimal packaging and eco-friendly ingredients. The company is out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And that was from Kevin Douglas. I And I got this this morning, so I sent a, a response back to him asking if the, on the bike, if it's a... If it's a dog pulling you on the bike or are you riding the bike pulling a... The dog. No, no, oh. pulling somebody on skis. Oh, oh okay. So I, What I, about I Bjorking, know. where Bjork pulls you on a sled? That'd be nice. <laughs> I bet she's stronger than she looks. I'm not yeah. very strong. Yeah. Run! Um, so, yeah, so this guy listens from uh, Anchorage, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, winter sports are great until, you know, <laughs> I'm good in the cold, but after a while. Just you know, as long yeah. as you have the right gear, right? So I was at uh, a couple of Eagles games this year with miserable, miserable weather. And the first one, I wasn't as prepared. Uh, and then last year for the, the, the Eagles-Jags game, I was not prepared. And it was miserable. It and becomes then, miserable is the exact yeah, word. but. If I, but last year, in my defense, I had no idea it was going to rain until I opened my garage door and it was raining out. I was like, oh, I had, I didn't look at the weather. So that was my own fault. And I accidentally grabbed, uh, I either, job. no, no, no. I either grabbed <laughs> two rain jackets or two rain pants. Whatever it was, I, I didn't grab the full oh, set is what, yeah, oh. I know. Um, but I have also been in those, those elements and those conditions where I was fully prepared and I had all the right gear and it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, same mm-hmm. thing with skiing. Mm. Mm. What do you think about that? Mm. Uh, well, apparently this is uh, something that uh, that they do, and I want to find out if, if you do indeed get pulled while riding the bike or the other way around. And I didn't think about the fat tire bike riding up there. I guess you can ride on the snow with fat yeah. tires, kind of like going out on the beach. Yeah, I've ridden one of those on, on snow, yeah. and uh, it's very cool. It's yeah. a whole other experience, but... Still I, sounds like a lot of work. It is. It's more work. Than taking a tractor. Yeah, I would imagine. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So maybe he'll get back to me and uh, let me know about that. Checking him from Anchorage, Alaska. Any word on uh, Weird Al? We still know Not nothing yet? yet. Okay. okay. Um, well, I saw this story I thought was kind of interesting, uh, and it's about uh, poinsettias. Do you say poinsettias or poinsettia? I say poinsettia. Poinsettia. Setta. Poinsettia, yeah. yeah. I said poinsettia when I was a kid, but it's spelled poinsettia. Um, but you know what? There's recently people that are searching this time of year whether or not poinsettias uh, can kill cats or dogs. Always. Yes. Uh, but apparently they are not deadly to pets. Oh. Yes. Uh, claims have uh, been circulating on social media for years. And uh, pre-social media. I it was considered, that. you know, that was a fact. You you can't let your pets get anywhere near these plants because they're lethal. But the word is they're not. Right? Uh, according to the ASPCA, the holiday plant has been uh, called lethal to pets since around 1919. But poinsettias aren't as dangerous at, to cats and dogs as many people believe. The SPCA um, helpline... Help uh, their poison helpline said all poinsettias are only mildly toxic to pets, not fatal, due to chemicals found in the plant's milky white sap. So it's not good for them. No, you don't feed them as treats. But it's not going to be a death sentence, apparently. So what about hand grenades? Hand grenades are a little bit, can cause a little bit more damage. A little more damage. It all depends yeah. so on the scenario. You're laying out stuff for the holidays, go with the poinsettias yeah. and not the hand grenade. Well, yeah. if you're going to do the hand grenade, leave the pin in. Or set it up high. Yeah. Well, then you got cats. I can get to them. No, so they so love I to knock really things know. off. Of, yeah. But anyway, our guest is on the line, so I apologize. We do need to uh, cut it short. But uh, well, we've been waiting for this esteemed guest. Yeah, be careful with your hand grenades. All right, uh, he is on to promote his movie. Eat it. Eat it. 
which is called Weird. And Steve, you went back and watched it last night. I was howling. Howling I love this movie. Uh, And it's available now on home entertainment formats for the first time. It starts today, so that means uh, 4K, uh, Blu-ray, all those things. That's what I'm looking for. Are now available. Please welcome the incomparable, the one and only Weird Al Yankovic. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you, Al. Thanks for joining us, man. My pleasure. Hey, before we even start, I want to get this out of the way. I got an email concerning your appearance today. It was from a woman uh, named Mrs. B. She's a middle school fine arts uh, teacher at Philadelphia Performing Arts Charter School. And she said, I have an eighth grader named Sydney who is a lifelong fan of Weird Al. And on her last project, she did a life-size charcoal portrait of him (laughs) and explained all about him to the other students. She said she's amazingly talented. She's quiet and rocks in general. Aww. And so I wanted to show this to you. Uh, it's I just have an email of it, but I, but I for for her, for wow. Sydney, I wanted to show oh, wow. you that. That's so, beautiful. To make sure that you cool. saw that. One of your biggest well, I, fans. I think that's a... That's an A. That's an A plus for life. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That's gorgeous work. When, when Excellent. You, when you find out about kids that age, you know, now discovering you and becoming a fan, that's got to make you feel just awesome, it's, right? It, it, it really does. I mean, it, you know, every Halloween, you know, I I, uh, I post on social media uh, hundreds and hundreds of kids uh, <laughs> dressed up like me from the 80s. You know, the old look with the glasses and the mustache. And these kids weren't even alive when I looked that way. Yeah. <laughs> They're dressing up like me for Halloween. Well, you know, it, it, the movie, by the way. So, you know, uh, uh, weird. Um, uh, your, the Al, uh, Yankovic story. Um you know, prior to this UHF, they they released the anniversary edition Blu-ray, all sorts of additional stuff. So I've been waiting for this. Watch the movie again last night. Uh, it is it is so sharp, so funny, uh, and and so bizarre. And you try to explain it to people, and I understand when you guys. It originally was uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a, a funnier die skit, and then and then the the uh, the idea was to go more full feature. It must have been a nightmare trying to sell this. You know, I thought it would be a lot easier than it was because I thought it was a really funny idea. But yeah, it took us a couple of years to to find somebody that wanted to actually foot the bill for it because it was in fact based on a um, a funnier die video that Eric Appel, the director, and I made back in 2010. And at the time, that video went viral, uh, and I played it during my live shows during costume changes on on the big screen, and everybody loved it. Oh, this is great! When's the movie coming out? And I'd have to explain. No, it's just a bit. It's just a gag. It's just meant to be like a three minute long sketch. Uh, but people kept asking year after year after year. And finally, in 2019, uh, I, I emailed Eric and said, listen, I I think we should make this into a movie. I think the time is right because Bohemian Rhapsody had just come out and won all the you know, all the Oscars and broke box office records and all these other biopics were in the uh, uh, in the in the pipeline. And I thought, I think it's time to I'd actually make a movie out of this. Well, we, we, what was great is that, and I was telling Preston, you know, watching it again, I was reminded of, it, it, you really it, fold in all those tropes from those biopics, from those rock biopics, and there are many times where, you know, I'm, I'm watching, there's a particular scene where young you, and the, the actor who played you as, as a young teenager is fantastic as well, he's sitting at the table, and his mother um, and father, who are great, you know, character actors as well, she, she basically says to him, 
your father and I have decided we would prefer that you not pursue things that make you happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stop, stop, being, stop being who you are and doing the things you love. But every every setup is like the musical starts to swell in an inspiring way and then cut an immediate left. And uh, it, right. it, it, it is it is terrific. So how much additional stuff, how many um, you know outtakes and things are included in this package? Well, you know, there, there weren't a lot of entire scenes that got cut out yeah. uh, because we were working with a fairly low budget and we had to shoot the whole movie in 18 days. It was wow. a crazy schedule. Uh, but having said that, I mean, there is a 25-minute deleted scenes package on the Blu-ray with, with Eric and I hosting it and talking about why we had to cut certain things out. Um, so, yeah, there's there's little little snips and trims and a lot, a lot of jokes uh, that I loved that got cut out, but they're on the Blu-ray because we wanted it to have a very sp- specific tone. We wanted it to feel like a serious Hollywood biopic. And, uh, you know, so we cut, we actually cut out some of the funniest gags in the movie just because we didn't want to, you know, overplay our hand. And, and and just keep keep the heart and keep the uh, emotion and the tone sort of serious, to, right? You know, make it feel more like a real movie. Well, it, it is a fantastical uh, depiction of your life in all sorts of ways. There is a pool scene in it, uh, and, and you've done a, a video uh, for Variety explaining this. This pool scene is sort of an homage to the Boogie Nights pool scene, huh. where you. But it's you have so many cameos. You have Conan playing Andy Warhol. You have Emo Phyllis playing. Salvador Dali. How did you get all of those people, tons of celebrities and faux celebrities, together for that one day? Well, you know, I've been around Hollywood for a few decades, and I've uh, I've got a lot of celebrity friends. So that I was sort of the junior casting director oh. for that particular scene. I just I just went through my address book. I went through my Christmas card list, and I said, "Oh, I'll I'll email this person. I'll I'll you know reach out to this person." And and uh, and thankfully, we shot in L.A. Because if we shot in Atlanta, which I think was the original <laughs> plan, I don't think they would have like maybe gotten on a plane to do a yeah. little cameo bit. But they'll get in a car and drive fifteen minutes and. You know, show up for the silly movie. All right, so Al, how much of this is is of these fantastical tellings are are rooted uh, in some base of reality? Did you take real scenarios and go, and then let's just blow it up and add this? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it is a comedy, and, and there are a few times when we stretch the truth, truth a little bit, uh, but they, there are a few nuggets of truth, some of which are crazy enough that you might think we made them up, but they're absolutely true. Like, I actually did start taking accordion lessons because of a door-to-door salesman. This really? mid sixty. You know, the whole concept of door-to-door salesmen seems so alien now, but in the mid-60s, uh, they existed, and there actually was a guy that came to our doorstep and said, would your child like to take music lessons or offering accordion lessons and guitar lessons? And my parents, of course, were visionaries, and it was the mid-60s, and they thought, oh, of course, accordion lessons. Like, who wouldn't want to learn how to play the accordion? That's, that's hilarious. So, so in, uh, and, and so um, the, the sequence... Where uh, my Bologna is is uh, is created, it, it, it's an epic moment that is depicted. Everything is very histrionic and dramatic. But the fact you you did when you recorded that with your friends, it was recorded in a in a bathroom, correct? Yeah, and in fact, the, the original recording, I know in the movie we have the whole band there, but the, the the original recording was literally just me in a public bathroom with my accordion. And that was the version that got released on Capitol Records, uh, ultimately. So, so wow. uh, the Evan wow. Rachel Wood, by the way.
by the way, is terrific as as oh, Madonna. There's this whole faux, I assume faux, um, relationship <laughs> that involves <laughs> uh, 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 drug cartels. Pablo Escobar. Uh, I mean, it, it goes, you know, Scarface and, and so much. The the re- initial reaction is really good. But it was released though on Roku. Um, their their channel, and uh, so this is actually kind of a, a, a re premiere of the movie, is it not? Well, it's the first time it's been on, on physical media, and if you watch it on Roku, uh, it's been available for the last year, but it's with commercial breaks and everything right. like that. And now, now it's all together like a movie, and it's in four K. It's the best it's ever looked. It's in at, at Dolby Atmos. It sounds and looks amazing. We we, uh, we were thrilled to see Quinta Brunson uh, also again oh. as, as Oprah. So funny. She had one of the best Love SNLs Quinta. in a long time. Yeah, was was it a pleasure working with her? She was the best. Yeah, I mean, everything was very quick, and she was only on set for a, a couple hours, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, she was absolutely the best. We love her to death. And, nice. and you obviously appear in your own movie as, as various uh, yeah, people. So um, what, what was the most, what was the, the, the best? Obviously, it's, it's you and you're having, doing what you do, having fun. <laughs> what, what, what was the, the, the big highlight for you filming during this 18 days? I, I would have, yeah, I think I think my big scene was the second day of shooting, and it was uh, it was odd because I'm there playing the record executive that turns Weird Al down. So I'm I'm sitting across a desk from Daniel Radcliffe, who looks like me yeah. in the '80s, and it's just the whole thing was very surrealistic. It was like an out of body experience, and it was difficult for the director because he would say, "Okay, Al," and Dan and I would go, "Yes," like, "No, no, uh, original Al," you know. There, there's a there's a lot of confusion. Radcliffe is so good in the movie. Movie and he is. Uh, we, listen, I, I, everyone's going Daniel Radcliffe, and then you see him in the movie, and, and he delivers. I mean, I I busted out laughing. I forgot how funny this line was the first time. Uh, John Teakin, um was uh, um, David uh, Dashmalian. Right? Dashmalian, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, the a great character actor. He's playing. Uh, you know that uh, John Deacon from the uh, uh, Queen, and he says, "Listen." We would be on after he's blown away by your by your music virtuosity, and he says we'd be honored if you were to play on stage with us. And I was telling Casey about this. How hard I laughed this morning, uh, and and he's like, "Oh, you figure he's going to be honored?" And, and he goes, "That's a hard pass." And, goes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's showing you. So apparently, the notion is okay. Now I've I, I'm in it. Now I've made it, yeah. and I, I can <laughs> I can turn down an offer from Queen. It was hilarious. <laughs> It's great stuff. Yeah, uh, Albert, would you join us on stage at Live Aid? <laughs> like, no, hard pass. <laughs> uh, it, it is absolutely, as Steve was saying, just filled with uh, with stars. Lynn Manuel Miranda uh, is in it to name you know one of the big names in there. And you, speaking of you know stage actors like him and 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 people who produce these amazing uh, productions, you did, did I read correctly? You made your Broadway debut not that long ago. Oh, yeah, that was like a, a, a week ago. I was in New York with my family, and I got invited to uh, be in Gutenberg the Musical with uh, Josh Radd and and, uh, and uh, Andrew Reynolds. Uh, and they have like a different uh, a celebrity cameo every night, and I got to like make my Broadway de- debut. I'm the producer who comes up out of the audience and offers to buy this musical that they've been pitching the entire show. So that, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's Those cool. Guys, yeah. You know what's, what's awesome about, by the way, one thing I... Mm, Absolutely wanted to mention because I used to listen to Dr. Demento, you know, years ago. Uh, and uh, you basically, he's a, a prominent part. Rain Wilson, you know, plays him in, in the movie. Uh, but it, it, there's basically no Weird Al without him, correct? 
Yeah, I can't imagine there would be because, I mean, you know, this is, you know, the, the late 70s and there was no YouTube. Uh, and certainly I can't think of any other disc jockey that would have given airtime to a, a teenage kid playing the accordion and trying to be funny. I mean, Dr. Demetto was unique that way. He yeah. gave me, gave me a break. Yeah. It was, it was, it's actually nostalgic watching the movie again. I, I was, I was, you know, sort of possessed of that. It was a great time and there were all these quirky characters and they're, they're, they're jammed into this in, in one way or another but that whole dr demento where you would you got to hear this song you got to hear this weird hour you you know and you get it on if you're lucky you could record it off the show and then you, you have the cassette you know what i'm saying uh-huh. the same stuff we can call up instantaneously now it was like, oh, it, it was a holy quest you know kids today don't know the uh you know the, the whole process of like having a cassette tape full of songs that are missing the first five seconds <laughs> yeah because like, oh and you hit the record button. Yeah, exactly. All my songs were missing the first five seconds. Oh, there was there was a a, a, a Bruce Springsteen concert where there there was a, a minute in the middle of my mother hitting the record button accidentally. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's just one of those things, and it becomes it memorialized. It becomes because, part right. of the song, yeah, yeah, part yeah, of yeah. the performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, listen, congratulations uh, on on all the success you've had with this film. I mean, obviously, you've had it in music uh, for ages. But uh, are you uh, are you touring any time in the in the near future or anything like that, Al? I toured the last couple of years, so I'm going to give people a little bit of a break next year. Um, okay. I'm, I'm thinking maybe 2025. That feels good to me right now. But, right. Uh, I'm going to be working on various other projects next year and come coming back uh, strong uh, whenever that happens. Excellent. Well, make sure there's a stop in Philadelphia yeah. if you can, okay? Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Al, thank you so much. We love you. Good luck with everything. We'll talk love to you, you soon. Take All care. Right. Yeah. Al Yankovic hey. and the, the movie... Weird is now available in all these different formats, and you get a lot of extra uh, love in those with the uh, um, Blu-ray, two-disc pack, right. blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of different A ton of stuff. I've like already that. ordered it. Nice. All right. I, it's so wild that, uh, that Daniel Radcliffe was a... Uh, like he jumped at the chance. Oh, and he's he's, he's hilarious. The funny thing is, is that um, you know Doctor Demento is sort of shorter, and Weird Al is much taller, right? And in the movie, Weird, uh, Weird, uh, Weird Al is Daniel Radcliffe, much shorter than yeah. Rain Wilson, who towers over him. Wow. So you think Daniel Radcliffe? Um you know, has a, a long, successful career post-Harry Potter? Because I, I kind of do. And initially oh, yeah. I was like, can any of those kids escape the shadow of what that did, you know, to, to the early parts of their career? Um, not a, not, obviously not in a bad way. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to have a, a lucrative career for a long well, time. He's, he's well, oh, you know, he's he's set many times over. But I again, you watch him in this movie and the fact that he throws his, his all into it because there are, um, you know, there's just, just goofy stuff. He was... What was the movie he was in where it's him and the dead body? Yeah, so, no, he was the dead body. He was the dead so body. So, Caroline yeah. was watching oh, that yeah. recently, and I watched about a half hour of it, and I'm like, what <laughs> is this acid trip we are watching? Because it was, to, to use a phrase that was just used a little while ago, is demented. Yeah. It is, it is bizarre. It's a ballsy role to um, take. It's called, oh, man. Swiss Army man? man? Yeah, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And he's All a dead body that washes up on shore. <laughs> <laughs> where this guy is, is on a deserted island and he uses this body for all kinds of stuff. It is He uses him 
for drinking water. Yeah, it's oh my messed God. up, man. And and he's just, I can't even explain it. I didn't finish watching it. Caroline gave me the rundown of how it ended. And I was like, okay, man. <laughs> it is freaking. But he's, but Radcliffe and, and we, we were all, you know, me and uh, Steve and Nick and Casey, I don't know if you saw it, the, the boy who lived, the, um, the documentary about the stunt double. No. So there's a documentary out on Max. It's about Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double all through the hair. Harry Potter movies up until the next to last one, Deathly Hallows Part 1. Uh, he has a traumatic injury on stage which paralyzes him or on set and it paralyzes him. It is a wonderful documentary. It is excellent. And Daniel is a producer and he's in it for most of it. He in almost all so of it. As a little boy and you see him as his little boy self when he first started the series. Yeah. He was looking up to his stunt double who's a couple years older yeah. and they became you know dear friends and so that friendship is portrayed throughout this documentary. And and the just genuine, good-natured um, way of this man who was, you know, rendered, you know, uh, this, this way yeah. because of this onset accident and his constant... Um, positive attitude is amazing, and and Daniel, you, yeah. you, you, he just comes off as as just a guy, yeah, who's got a buddy, and and it's, I really think he's bizarrely managed to remain grounded amongst all of that yeah. fervor over Harry Potter and and the spotlight being on. Well, him. you see those scenes where they're saying they're talking about the enormity of his of his celebrity, and he keeps, oh, I'm I'm just part of a, um, yeah. he keeps he keeps talking himself down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Steve, I I'm grateful to you. Uh, to, for recommending it, The Boy Who Lived. And, you know, The Boy Who Lived obviously is a takeoff of uh, one of the lines in the Harry Potter books and movies, but this boy has lived. I mean, yeah. this David Holmes, like what he's done with his life pre and post injury is really remarkable. And it, it, for somebody who's gone through something as awful and as traumatic as what he's gone through to continue to have the attitude that he has is yeah. really uplifting. And I mean, the, there were several moments in this documentary where I was crying, but at the end of it, you're like, man, this is a great perspective on life. And then for all the Harry Potter fans, of course, which are a legion at the end, they go to the warehouse where they store oh a lot of the props from the oh, Harry man. Potter. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the Batmobile's sitting there, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Daniel, like, hits the wrong thing or something like yeah. that on the Batmobile. He's like, I broke the effing Batmobile. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, if you get a chance to see that, it's definitely worth it. All right, our next guest, uh, ready to go. We have another musician online, and she is one of the greats, folks. Absolutely. And we are delighted the fact that she is going to be appearing at the Keswick Theater on Thursday night. And uh, the show is at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets at uh, Keswick Theater. Of course, I have to play yes. a little bit of music le uh, leading into this. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Can't be the holidays without this. Yeah. I got I to let it establish here before we welcome her. Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, on the air with us now, please welcome Darlene Love. Good morning, Darlene. I, I don't think we can hear you. I think you might be muted on your end, if you don't mind clicking a little oh, no. button. There! Is that it? Is that it? Nope. Oh. Wait, we're getting somebody stepping in, the tech crew. And she looks lovely. Yes. 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 
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you guys? We're we're doing wonderful. Thanks for coming on and thanks for coming to town, Philadelphia. What's what's your history? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. What have you had some good times in Philadelphia before? Yes, I have. I mean back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to play at the State Theater. <laughs> wow. I saw an interview with you and and uh, Jerry Blavitt, of course, the Gator. We lost him recently. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously well woven into the legend of the, the, the music going back to, to, to Phil Spector and, you know, and obviously good and bad with that. But uh, the, the fact that you are, it, it, it's not Christmas without hearing your voice. <laughs> and this is so perfect. It's a gift to Philadelphia that, you know, you're going to be playing. And I, I, you know, Nick often brings up uh, about your your used to be annual visits to to the Letterman show for the performance. Yes. And uh, while you're you're not you know you're not doing that anymore, we're thrilled to have you here. So it's a good trade off. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know, I just changed over to the View, so I've been there now seven years. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Darlene, uh, you know, hear me somewhere, that's for sure, Christmas time. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to be able to hear you because um, uh, there's a YouTube video that somebody assembled, and it's basically uh, every appearance you ever did on Letterman, starting in 1986 all the way up to 2014. It's 28 years. Wow. It's two hours long. And uh, and for me and my family, every year when we're decorating the Christmas tree, that's what we put on. There's no variety. It's just Darlene Love singing the same song over and over again. But it's, it's so wonderful, and it's such a... a a part of my uh, Christmas life, a part of my family's life now. So I just want to express my gratitude to you for doing Letterman year after year and, and now for doing The View and for coming to Philly. Um, but I have to acknowledge Bruce Kapler, the, the saxophonist for uh, Paul Schaefer's band, because as the yeah. years went on, his entrance for your performance became more and more elaborate. He'd be lowered down from the rafters. He'd come out from behind the wall. It was it was remarkable. Did you have um, one memory from doing those appearances on Letterman that sticks out among uh, some of the others? Oh, all of them were great, but I, you know, you had to wait for the the guy that was throwing the pizza on the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. There was something always going on, and then the guy that sang Bruce is saying that with the saxophone. The one night he came truly out of the ceiling on a wire. Yeah, yeah. Tried to not look stupid, like. <laughs> so we were all amazed every year because we had no idea what he was going to do. So, you know, it, it was always amazing to us, too. Your your history is so amazing. And looking through, obviously, you know, Rolling Stone has acknowledged you, you for your, your voice, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I believe you're inducted by Bette Midler. Um, I mean, it, it, amazing stuff. Uh, the Beach Boys, Elvis Presley, Tom Jones, Sonny and Cher, Bill Medley, D, Sam Cooke, all of these people. And and when you when you started and, and with the, with the Blossoms, um, you know. You you always hope in the moment that you you get a hit or you get on the radio or whatever. Did you could you ever have conceived of a career that has spanned this long where you are still vital and putting on shows uh, for this Christmas? Could that ever have been in the game plan? No, and I don't think it's it is with anybody. We're yeah. hoping, praying. You know, we work hard that we will last long. But we have lost so many of my dear friends over the last twenty, thirty years. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a mystery to me that I'm still alive and still well and still able to perform. And I just thank God every morning that I'm up, I'm breathing, get up for shows like this. <laughs> yeah, well. you know, and it is truly amazing. I my one of my good friends, Cher, said, 
It's kind of stupid. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> stupid might be the word, but, but good great. stupid. I know yeah. he says that more than I do. You know, it's amazing. And then to even with Cher, uh, well, we called it, we went around completely in a circle because she was one of the background singers on Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Went 60 years ago. Jeez. And now look, here we still are. The, the biggest thing I think about me when I have been so surprised about is Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Never even entered to my mind that I would be such a big part of Christmas, which is a wonderful thing. Well, obviously, sure. you know, you, you, you sang in church and you, you've had this in, uh, you know, in your history. But were you have you traditionally been a big embracer of Christmas? Because sometimes I think in people's lives, you know, they go, I don't know. And they may they may move away from it. Or then they I think this year, a lot of people just seem to be I'm seeing more houses decorated. I'm seeing more people embracing it. I, I, I the, the music and the whole thing. I think people really need this i think they need you um where is where are you christmas wise has it always been a major part of your your year and your celebration definitely my father was a pastor and so we grew up in a church family history so christmas was always a big deal for us especially at church we had christmas programs the little bitty kids learned little speeches to say in the program so i grew up with that but as i got older it was amazing that i knew we still had that foundation where we went church and we did all of those programs and things but i I, i'm i'm always just amazed that this one record christmas baby please come home that was not like a you know, like a solemn song, like Silent Night, or right. you know, something like that. Even though I love Silent Night, don't get me wrong, but this song, I mean, sometimes I just have no words for the feeling. Why? And everybody loves this song. Love it, yeah. I mean, it's a top ten record every year, and and now I I got a. A plaque from Bruce <laughs> Spring. I mean, this was the year for Darlene Love. <laughs> and, and, and it's great. I how- got him to come on and give me this this uh, plaque. Yeah. Of a, of a, of a, I never personally received a Darlene Love plaque. I've gotten plaques from my friends where I sang background and things on them. But for Bruce to come out on stage with this platinum album and present it to me, I mean, it was like, okay, girl, what are you going to do next year? <laughs> uh, I, I I love the fact that, that the classics have, you know, they, they have staying power. And that's why they're classics. I mean, most recently, Brenda Lee uh, hit number one uh, with rocking around the Christmas tree and with all these years later and it is still you know it doesn't go away a great performance a great song you put those things together and they can be eternal for as long as we're here and and you know you've got a couple of songs and beyond and beyond beyond. timeless stuff Victor and I recorded rocking around the Christmas tree Wow. About 12 years ago, we did it for the White House Christmas party. Wow. And I'm going, these great songs, you can't find them anymore. So you have to go back and get those. <laughs> Darlene, you know, it's, it's amazing that, uh, and I'm curious about your origin as a singer because there are so many talented um, vocalists and musicians. And, and nowadays that we see on things like YouTube, um, you know, I could be encountering at the convenience store somebody who has a voice that is 
unbelievable, and I just would never know it, you know, because we're now starting to see these uh, talents pop up all over the place when you right. used to have very little resources for that, you know, some TV shows here and there, and that would be about it, but now we can see all this stuff. But you managed to surface amongst everyone else and make it into this business when you were young. How hard was that, and who helped you along? Was that your, your parents doing, getting the right management? How did you manage to break into this really tough industry? Well, you know what? I did it in in an unusual way. You don't get in this business and stay with staying power like I did. I started out as a backup singer by accident. Mm. Uh, I got with this group, the Blossoms, who were already a formed group. And we just did background for everybody. A lot of them, they couldn't afford us, but we would do it for them anyway. We say, you're working hard. We'll do the, do the session for you for nothing. Yeah. And we do it under the table because our union wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> <laughs> it did help a lot of struggling artists at the time. And slowly, slowly, but surely, I decided that I wanted to be a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And with the help of everybody that I had helped, especially a gentleman named Lou Adler. Yes. Who like my buddy Herb, Herb Albert and Lou Adler were partners back in the day who we worked for free for. <laughs> <laughs> but when I asked for help, they came running. You know what I'm saying? So I think that helps, too. you got to start doing something to get where you're going. I don't think you just get there. Right. Yeah. Got there. And you have to be, I'm sorry, but you have to be appreciative. You can't get to that place where you say, I'm it, I got it all, and I'm going to be this, this, this. You still are going to need help. The work. Family was very important to me. Mm. And I still had my family support, even though they didn't like the music I was doing because there was no secular music okay. play. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Because of our religion. Right. That's what we called it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I still had their support. They didn't hold me back and say, you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I had that to fall back on. And also I had my faith that is so strong. I used to tell my husband, without God in my life, I don't need power and I don't need money because it just seems to just make you just go nuts or do things you said you can do now because you got so much money you can do it. So that was my background, my hope and my faith that I and I and I love people the comments they make after my show. Oh, I was so down and out became when I came to your show, but oh, I feel mm-hmm. so good now. So and awesome. that's my whole object with my gifts to really share it. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't realize that um, we're celebrating 60 years of this song. I didn't realize that it came out on November 22nd, 1963. That's 60 years. Instant classic. And over the years, a lot yes. of people have tried to cover, not tried to, and some successfully have covered Chris, uh, Baby Please Come Home. So Mariah Carey being one, uh, obviously you too is a, is a huge one. Cher, Megan Trainer, Kiki Palmer, Michael Buble. Do you have a favorite cover Ooh. of this song? Oh, this is trouble. <laughs> no, it's amazing, but it was you too. You yeah. too. Oh wow! The reason why is because they called me and asked me to do the background for them. So I'm the only person singing background on that record. I did all harmony parts and everything. So that's like we really did make something here, guys. Not thinking either that it was going to be as great as it was. Wow. So that is probably one of my favorite artists that recorded the song. That's all terrific. the others. They kind of did, did it in their own fashion. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else kind of stuck to what we did. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I think, matter of fact, my husband uh, gave me, I uh, was listening to the radio, and Cher and who did this song? I can't <laughs> forget. 
She did it with somebody else as a joke, and they put it out anyway. <laughs> I can't remember. Guys, if, if I had Siri right here with me, she could tell me. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you in a second because I was just looking at that. Uh, but you have to give me a second. So uh, share. Yeah, while, while you're looking that up, Casey, um, you you know, darling, you mentioned your faith and um, you know the, the secular nature of some of these songs. I have to ask you about what led to uh, Christmas time for the Jews, which was a, a song that you sang on 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 Saturday Night Live. I think it was a Robert Smigel production. Uh, and so, how did that come about? And um, and what made you decide to just do this purely ridiculous skit? <laughs> You you unfortunately I did a show for them last night. That's yeah. why I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Autism is uh the guy that that bought, that he wrote the song. And uh it was his their their annual yearly benefit and they asked me, you don't want to know how tired I was when I was. <laughs> <laughs> But like well, we were all together last night, and that's all we kept talking about is, you know, Christmas time for the Jews. I thought it was funny. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to offend anybody. Do you guys think this song is going to offend anybody? No. no. no it. But I was really nervous about singing it. I did this song while I was doing Hairspray. So we're talking about a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. now that song is coming up all the time now. And now people want me to sing it. <laughs> I can't sing it because it's a cartoon. <laughs> well, uh, I can't find who Cher was doing the song with. It looked like uh, you were the other vocals on that. But uh, have you heard the Philadelphia Eagles version of Christmas no. Baby? Oh, you haven't. All right. So, um, yeah, Jason. You are kidding me. No. no. So Jason Kelsey, uh, who is the Eagles center, and uh, Jordan Maialata, who is actually, uh, he's from Australia. Uh, he's our left tackle. He's got the voice of an angel. And, uh, really? and those guys, along with the, with the right tackle, Lane Johnson. Last year, they did a, a Christmas album, and it's really, really good. If you get a chance, listen to uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home uh, by, I think they call themselves the Philly Specials, is what well, they're called. Believe me, I will. I will. I will. That's one of my teams, you know. Oh, <laughs> well, there I you love go. Even more. And yeah. by the yeah, way... I'm a football fanatic. Matter of fact, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do kickboxing class. Ah. And on Monday nights, if they are playing on Monday night, <laughs> On Sunday night, I will be up watching them. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I said, you know I love you guys if I'm up till 12 o'clock, you know, on, in, on the East Coast watching y'all play. <laughs> what are your other teams? Uh, well, I call him Babyface. <laughs> Kansas. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Baby face. Yeah. And I've been calling him Babyface for years. I keep saying, I'm going to meet you, Babyface. <laughs> he does have a Babyface. Baby um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up, because you mentioned about being a, a backup singer, and, and, and I'm fat, you know, Preston and I are big fans of a movie called The Wrecking Crew, mm -hmm. um, you know, the documentary about those people and the backup singers and those unsung heroes, and you were in uh, 20 Feet from Stardom, and then they focused in on the stories of these people, these people that go on many times to great things. Um there's there's a special camaraderie amongst those backup musicians and backup singers. Is, is that something you cherish? Yes, because you know what? They were almost like our families. Not that we hung out together at Christmas time or anything like that, but as a musical family. Because we saw these people every day. The Blossoms was the first black group 
that sung background for anybody. And so we were in the mix of all those wonderful musicians and everybody was friends. We didn't get to meet their wives or their, or their children or anybody, but we had such a camaraderie because we would leave one session at 10 o'clock in the morning and get through at one. And then we were all racing to go to the next station. Yeah. And we drove, everybody drove their own cars because everybody lived east, west, north and south. But we would always come together in the recording studio. And I will never forget those days. There's, they really resonate, and I feel so bad about being a part of that. When you were singing with the Blossoms, did you sing uh, back up for Johnny Rivers? Yes. We did, did an album with him live at Whiskey Go-Go. Wow. <laughs> Johnny Rivers is one of my favorites. Poor Side of Town, I think, is one of the oh, greatest yeah. songs we ever. We all those records. We yeah. did all those records. But, you know, we were hang, we hang out with, we hung out with the Beach Boys. Yeah. I'm Dan and Dean. I mean, it was like that family, too, we had for a long time. With all the geniuses that you were around uh, and all of the music uh, legends, you being one of them, is there one that stands out to you as being in a class by themselves that just just uh, rises above the others that just constantly amazes you? I always remembered Sam Cooke. Sam oh. Cooke. And I think because we came from the same background. And but he struggled more than all of us, I think, because he was a male. Yeah. He was black and he was handsome. Yeah. And he, everybody wanted him. Mm. <laughs> and they wanted him to stay in gospel music. I didn't have that problem. You know, people saying you can't go there. You can't. But Sam had to face all of that. And he got through it anyway. And he got through it in a great and a wonderful way. He made himself he made himself a star when he said, this is what I'm going to do. And none of us put him down for it. It was our church people. Yeah. You know, they ones were pulling, pulling, especially on him. So he had a lot to fight. So so it was tough to live in both worlds, to, to, to perform and, and record gospel music and popular music at the same time? Oh, please. They, yeah. they have saying that the, the secular music was the devil's music. <laughs> so there was your fight right there. Yeah. It was the devil's music. I, I've never read anywhere in the Bible where the devil created nothing. <laughs> yeah. But hate. Right. Yeah. Not love. But hate. So he was he was making that battle for for Sam because, you know, we never thought it was anything wrong with secular music. But the church people holding to their faiths and their beliefs, whatever it was, because now that you've grown, you can look back and say, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Darlene, I mean this with all due <laughs> love and respect because I am a huge fan. Um, but uh, you, you've made it to the ripe old age of 82. And is the secret to making it to 82 getting up and kickboxing every day? <laughs> I, I can't get over that fact. The fact is, don't think I like it. <laughs> I will never tell that. So, you know, I just love getting up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do it because it keeps me healthy. It keeps me strong. And, you know, I've come through a hip replacement. I've had a heart attack. Mm. But through it all, I had to listen to my doctors. And one of my doctors always says, you know your body better than anybody. And I listened to the truth of that because everybody, you're the closest to yourself. You know what you can and cannot do. And sometimes we push ourselves further than where we should. We do it. But my whole thing is always the next day coming home and just relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Not worrying about nothing. Today is going to take care of itself. Well, we would be. We'd be remiss if we didn't bring up, um, you know, a lot of people know you from Lethal Weapon, know you as Danny Glover's wife. And, yeah, and, and you were terrific and your your acting chops are clearly established. Uh, do, do, you, do, you, do you enjoy that, the memories of uh, working on those films? 
I did. I really did enjoy. The first thing that I remember when I got the part is Dick Donner calling me on the telephone, the director. And I said, who is this? He said, this is Dick Donner. He, I said, and who are you? Uh, <laughs> I forgot that who I was talking to. He says, excuse me, have you ever had a director before? I said, no. Well, I'll never forget. I'm your first director. There you go. Yeah, and it kind of stayed with me. Yeah, it was. It seemed like the the whole collective there. The the movies just came out of left field. But you were you were phenomenal in it, and and the chemistry between you and Danny Glover was 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 solid. Was good. Did you guys hit it off immediately? Oh yeah, because Dick Donner was that type of director. Everybody had to really know one another, know their background. They sat, Dick Donner and 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 uh, Danny sat on the phone with me one time before we started filming for about an hour talking about our backgrounds, what we did, how we know each other. Let's figure out, though you don't have to say it in the movie, you guys met, let's say, in a club and Danny fell in love with you. I mean, we'll talk all about that before we even started the movie. Well, so that really did help. Now with your kickboxing, you can be in the next Lethal Weapon movie, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will look forward to that. If it ever gets done, if they don't don't leave the planet before, <laughs> starring as Riggs, Darlene Love, I would love to see that. All right, Darlene, it's it's such a treat to speak to you, especially around this time of year. But the show is at uh, the Keswick Theater on thirty uh, Thursday night, uh, eight o'clock. Tickets available at keswicktheater.com. We hope you have a great Christmas. Thank you so much for coming on with us. You this guys morning. too. God bless you. All right, take care. Darlene Love, guys. How great is she? I love her. And she, 80, I know. 82. I want to look like her. I'm not kidding. I'd, I'd put her in her 60s. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She looks, uh, she's still listening to us. <laughs> You're beautiful. You are beautiful. You're gorgeous. Wow. And this song is, I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that U2 is her favorite yeah. version of this song because I love that version and I did not know she was singing backups on that yeah. version of it. That's phenomenal. Boy, what a great song. Keswick Theater, Thursday night, by the way. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. I believe we have some bizarre file stories to share. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Mini Melts Ice Cream, Shift Outdoors, and Halcyon Floats. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. They want to mention uh, Christmas Miracle. There is a pre-party that is taking place, and it will be on Wednesday, December 20th. So that is... No, that's the live broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, tomorrow <laughs> is when this event and Marissa is going to be at Milk Boy in Ooh. Center City from 4 to 6. A little kind of happy hour thing going on. Yeah. So if you stop by, she's going to give away 20 
essentially passes. Oh, the odds uh, are pretty good then. Yeah, to be a part of the Christmas Miracle live broadcast, which will be a week from tomorrow in Phoenixville at the Colonial Theater. So stop by and see Marissa tomorrow uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. at Milk Boy in Center City. And uh, our friends at Miller Lite present this whole thing. And we're excited to uh, bring this to a new location with some uh, new opportunities for you to win. So uh, stop by and see her. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, brought to you by Horizon Services. Zero down, zero interest financing on select energy star rated systems plus no payments for a year. Visit horizonservices.com slash radio. A man hiking in the Inyo Mountains was airlifted by helicopter to a Fresno hospital early Wednesday morning after he became trapped beneath a boulder weighing thousands of pounds for seven hours necessitating a challenging rescue in dark and cold circumstances. Like, this guy had a lot of things going on working. Against him. He, he couldn't move it himself, right? He could not move it himself. Search and rescue was called to comb the area and found him. California Highway Patrol's air operations helicopter flew two rescue team members uh, to the man's location while seven other officials followed closely behind in vehicles. The team arrived at the hiker's location well after dark, finding the hiker in great pain with his left leg pinned beneath a large boulder on a steep hillside. Wow. They estimated the boulder weighed between six and 10,000 pounds. There's a boulder on your leg. The team, I know! The team had limited resources, but determined that by using a system of ropes and pulleys, uh, they could shift the boulder enough to free the hiker and assess his condition. Due to the seriousness of the hiker's injuries and the difficulty of the terrain, it was decided to extricate the hiker despite the darkness using a helicopter. Uh, because there were no suitable landing zones nearby, a U.S. Navy medic repelled from the helicopter. It's amazing. The hiker and the medic were then hoisted into the helicopter and flown to Fresno for treatment. Uh, the extent of the man's injuries and his current condition remain unknown. That is wild, man. That they, but they got him out of there, so hopefully he's doing okay. A dispute over a driveway has led to one elderly man being seriously injured while his attacker has been charged. Uh, the bizarre incident unfolded in a normally quiet suburb. An 82-year-old man was at his home when his neighbor, a 74-year-old man, entered his property and assaulted him with a baseball bat. You old son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much older. Uh, the older man was badly beaten in the attack with the younger man arrested at the scene. He was charged with aggravated burglary. What's Set him off. The investigation in the incident is still going on, but the issue between the pair appears to stem from a dispute over the shared driveway that they have. Shared driveways, man. Dude, I think that there are <laughs> tons of issues. Lots of shared oh, yeah. driveway yeah. stories yeah. That, are, that are out there. You've had a lot of them yourself. Mm, yeah. All right, here is a follow-up story. You guys will remember this, and I'll, I'll re- refresh this for those who do not remember 72-year-old man in Oregon is going to spend more than a decade behind bars for rigging his home with a series of booby traps inspired by the Indiana Jones movie franchise (laughs) that were designed to injure or kill law enforcement, including a hot tub set to roll down a hill like the infamous boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I remember this. Gregory, uh, Gregory Lee Rodvelt, whose traps did hospitalize one FBI bomb technician, was sentenced to 150 months or 12 and a half years in a federal correctional facility. Hot tubs. I hate hot tubs. <laughs> Why did it 
have to be hot tubs. Uh, the sentence was handed down earlier this week after a federal jury found Rod Velt guilty of one count of assaulting a federal officer and one count of using and discharging a federal, uh, I'm sorry, discharging a firearm during and in retaliation to a crime of violence. So upon arrival of the property, they had heard about this guy they were going to investigate and they arrived at the property. The bomb technicians encountered a minivan obstructing the gate. Investigators said they found steel animal traps attached to the gate post and underneath the minivan's hood. And additionally, homemade spike strips were discovered, uh, which the... uh, attorney had unintentionally driven over in the past. As a technician near the residence, they observed a large round hot tub that had been placed on its side. Authorities said that the hot tub was rigged in such a manner that when the gate was open, it would activate a mechanical trigger that would cause the spa to roll towards the person. It was on its side. So that's really big and heavy. Inside the garage, a rat trap had been modified to accommodate a shotgun shell. Although the trap was not loaded, it was connected to the main garage door and designed uh, to activate when the door was open. Uh, As the bomb technicians congregated near the front of the residence, they utilized an explosive charge to breach the front door. The group carefully entered the premises, diligently searching for additional traps. In the center of the front entryway, they encountered a wheelchair, which, when inadvertently moved by one of the agents, triggered a homemade shotgun device. The device should discharge a 410 shotgun shell, striking one of the FBI bomb technicians below the knee. Uh, The injured technician was promptly given first aid and transported to a hospital. Investigators said Rodveld admitted to setting up the booby traps, including the one involving the hot tub. So he's going to jail for 12 years. Yeah. Wow. In California, one last story. A teen recently became the youngest to pass the California bar exam at 17 years old. Pass the bar at 17. college, law school, and passing the bar. You can't handle the truth. At 17 years old. Peter Park of Tulare was broken, uh, has broken the previous record of being the youngest person to pass the bar. The previous record holder was 18. He received his test results. On November 9th, (laughs) after taking the exam in July, he turned 18 in November. He said that it was not easy, but it was worth it. It required discipline and strategy to pass the bar, he said. And I made it in the end. I'm extremely blessed to have discovered this path. And my hope is that more people will realize that alternative paths exist to becoming an attorney. He wants to become a ventriloquist, though. At age 13, uh, he began high school and simultaneously enrolled in a four-year Juris Doctorate pro- Doctor program at Northwestern California University School of Law. I'm so stupid. He graduated this year and is now a law clerk with the Tulare County District Attorney. He said, I aspire to become a prosecutor because I'm driven by a moral obligation to uphold liberty, equality, and justice in society. I admire how prosecutors keep our community safe and bring closure to victims. If you need me in court, I'll be there. You just might have to pick me up. Yes. <laughs> 17 years old. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second and we'll test your knowledge of today's program. The lesson question is on the way. Trash and music news, too. Stay there. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A Tuesday morning, Tattoosday. Make sure you get on that text word tattoo, 39333. Floating World Tattoo and Pearson giving us a $350 gift certificate for your Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo. All right, but we're running out of time with that. You need to do it now. We're going to give something else away. We're going to do a lesson question and a four-pack of tickets for Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo is what we're going to give away. Nick, I'm going to go off the board. I'm oh, gonna, man. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to bring one up here. Um, now, we found out that uh, poinsettias are not dangerous for cats or dogs, but what are? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> poinsettias will make them, they can make them sick, but yeah. they're not lethal. Maybe if they ate too much would be, but these definitely are. Yeah, sadly. What did we find out are lethal for pets? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Ember's Smokehouse and Tap in Chalfont, PA, offering a unique twist on classic barbecue. You can enjoy chef-inspired plates that are perfect for dinner, a game, or holiday parties. You can visit Ember's Smokehouse and Tap.com for the menu. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Cardi B announcing her split from husband Offset, referring to him as dead weight. Cardi says she knew the magic was gone when her wrap dried up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Disgraced Today Show host Matt Lauer and co-host Savannah Guthrie had an informal reunion over the weekend with both attending the Today Show producers Jennifer Long's wedding. Matt later admitted to being nervous but said it turned out to be a wonderful chance to reconnect with so many people he had molested. Oh, oh my God. And finally, a Grammy Award uh, that was awarded to John Lennon expected to fetch, fetch half a million dollars when it goes up for auction this week. The Grammy is worth even more because a cryptic message to Lennon on the bottom of the statue reads, blink twice if Yoko is holding you hostage. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see if somebody does indeed know the answer to this. So, uh, poinsettias, turns out, are not uh, lethal. They can make pets sick, but they're not lethal. But what is, we did find out. 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Josh. Hey, Josh, good morning, buddy. Good morning, bro. Hey, bro. Alright, <laughs> what's lethal for your pets, Josh? Hand grenades. Yes! A lot of people don't know that. Grenades. Hang on, Josh. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to Luminature at the Philadelphia Zoo. Luminature is back for another season of sight, sound, surprises at the Philadelphia Zoo. Now through January 6th, with more than a million twinkling lights, it's the biggest and brightest holiday light show yet. And you can reserve your tickets now at PhiladelphiaZoo.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on...
Brought to you this morning by Wawa. Wawa's got you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or a gift card from your favorite brand. Uh, happy holidays from Wawa. Um, this is out of left field. Six women have now accused famed L.A. DJ Rodney uh, Ber- uh, Bingenheimer of sexually assaulting them when they were minors. Uh, and among the accusers is Jane Weedlin. Oh, from the Go-Go's? Co-founder of the Go-Go's in 1978 when she was 15. I'm not familiar with this DJ. Weedlin says he was on KROQ and I think he has uh, stuff on Sirius XM. He's like still working. Is he? Uh, yeah, so he's an older guy. Uh, wow. In 1978, she was 15. Uh, Weedlin says that she frequently sneaked out of her parents' home to visit a West Hollywood nightclub notorious for being a hotspot for underage girls and rock star patrons. It was called uh, Bingenheimer's English Disco. Uh, it was one of these nights around 1974 that she alleges that he sexually assaulted her in a back room. Jeez. Uh, she previously detailed such an encounter in a chapter of Under the Big Black Sun, which was ex-vocalist John Doe's book on L.A. punk history. She didn't name him at the time. Uh, she had said, I wasn't entirely sure what had gone down until we went back out. He disappeared into the crowd. I went back into my. I went back to my friends. Uh, I, I'm not going to say what he did. Uh, me personally, right. I, read, I read the passage because it's pretty graphic. But she Let said, say it. and my satin <laughs> pants were a big mess. Oh, she oh told my the god! Yeah, the guy wow. had done his business on her. Mm. Uh, she said it was weird. It never occurred to me that that had been a crime. I didn't know what to think. It wasn't until the Me Too movement that started when I realized I was sexually assaulted by an adult when I was 15. Um, so, who uh, did they mention any other people that have come forward? Or Four they... other women uh, told Rolling Stone they had similar encounters with him. All of them allege that they were minors at the time. Uh, the allegations follow a lawsuit filed in April by Carrie Crome, songwriter and co-founder of The Runaways. In the lawsuit filed against uh, Bingenheimer and the estate of the band's late manager, Kim Fowley, uh, Chrome alleged that uh, the men sexually assaulted her in the 1970s, starting when she was 13. So he ran this club? This mm-hmm. was his club? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fowley died in 2015, by the way. After the Me Too movement took off, uh, Wheedlin reconsidered what had happened and confided in her bandmates. And one of her old friends who sneaked out to the guy's club with all of her... Uh, with her all those years ago, her friend, who didn't want to be named, included in the Rolling Stone article, told Wheeling that uh, uh, Bingenheimer had uh, sexually assaulted her as well as another friend. So these stories are starting to surface now. And there's a lawsuit uh, against this guy. So yeah. we'll see where this a ends long up. long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, a member of the Go-Go's and a member of the Runaways. Wow. Uh, there is a new video that's out from Green Day, streaming online called Dilemma. Uh, the high-energy clip shot in black and white shows the band performing in a small club. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong says the song was easy to write because uh, it was so personal. He said, we've seen so many of our peers struggle with addiction and mental illness. Uh, this song is all about the pain that comes from those experiences. Uh, this is the third single released from the album Saviors, uh, which will be out on January 19th. Is this the one that samples Baby Shark? 
Uh, no. Oh. I think it's a completely different song. Foo Fighters added three new headline dates to their Everything or Nothing at All tour. May 1st in Dallas, May 7th in Raleigh, North Carolina, May 9th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, support on the new dates will come from the Nova Twins. Uh, tickets go on sale Thursday. Uh, the band's currently winding down their Australian stadium dates. And then, uh, finally, for its third anniversary, Paul McCartney is issuing a limited edition of McCartney 3, referring to it as the 3 times 3 edition. Uh, it'll it's be, nine. It'll be what? It's nine. It's nine? Oh, 3 times 3 would be nine, yes. Nine. I thought it was a question. Uh, it will be... <laughs> It will be released in three random. Were you asking a question or not? <laughs> Don't I get acknowledged for knowing math? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so surprising when yeah. he gets angry. I love it. And the angry. littlest thing set yeah. him off. Set him off. A little math yeah. problem for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, it will. <laughs> It will be released in three randomly distributed configurations with unique combinations of multicolor vinyl and prints of Paul's handwritten draft lyrics. Additionally, it will feature new cover art. Dear diary, I hate when I do a math problem correctly and some dickhead doesn't acknowledge it. <laughs> it affected him so much that so he, he wrote it in his that. journal. <laughs> In uh, anticipation of what might happen. The album is the third in a trilogy recording during the pandemic. Uh, Paul used the unexpected time on his hands to get into the studio and produce this intimate music. Did you buy, um, so obviously massive Beatles fan, as was I, mm-hmm. and am, and you know, will always be. Did you, though, buy a lot of the solo stuff? Did you, were you a fan uh, of some of it? So, right. Pipes of Peace, I think right. I bought, um, and a handful of those things. What about Pralines of Positivity? I didn't oh. buy that, no. Uh, but like Flaming Pie, by the time he got to stuff like that, I, I, I wasn't buying the, the solo stuff. But, I mean, Wings and yes. those first few uh, solo releases were fantastic. I, I bought, you know, a bunch of those. Uh, but, yeah, at some point I kind of filled And the same out. would be true for, for Lennon. I, I mean, I, I, I yeah. bought, you know, here and there. Yeah. Uh, McCartney 3, the 3x3 three three edition, will be out on December 15th. And that's it. That's what I have for our music news. Was that okay, Paul? Did I, did it's I, all right. Okay, good. Move along. All right. We'll move along now. It wasn't great. Uh, yeah. Exactly, listen, Kathy. He, he, Kathy gets me. How come you can't? He's such a, he's such a, a hair trigger that I'll yeah. take... Even uh, uh, as long as he's all not right. yelling at me, yeah. I'm taking all right. We both, like act- head off. we both like activities. <laughs> we do. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment, and uh, we will get ready to wrap up the program, do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Join Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show tomorrow from 4 to 6. Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition pre-party at Milk Boy. 1100 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enter for a chance to win passes for Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. And enjoy 350 Miller Lite 12-ounce cans. Complete details at WMMR.com. Get ready to wrap up the program. Uh, I would like to mention to you this really cool thing in case you did not know the information that uh, coming to Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Leonard Skinner! Man, 50 years that that band 
has been doing what they do. 50 years of Leonard Skinner. So tickets are going to go on sale. Uh, let's see, this Friday at 10 a.m. The show will be Friday, June 28th at Ovation Hall in Ocean uh, at the Ocean Casino Resort in AC. Pretty so. amazing. All the original members? Uh, no, the uh, most. I think everybody's oh, right. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you do have uh, a few of the leftovers. Uh, Ronnie Van Zant's cousin. Oh my God, I'm having a brain fart now. Steven. No, but anyhow, sounds exactly like him. Does and I think phenomenal. Skinner's one you probably should see at some point, right? Just, just yeah. for the yeah. I mean, the, the foundational rock band. Is it Johnny Van Zandt? Yeah, it is Johnny Van Zandt. All right, so he is going to be uh, running the band, of course. And uh, tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at theoceanac.com if you would like to get your tickets. Oh wow, I haven't heard this in ages. Yeah, it's a good one. Tuesday's gone. Days confused. And that soundtrack. Uh, yeah, so there's Donnie, Ronnie, and Donnie. And Tito. Bobby, Ro- Robbie, Ricky, Mike. Donnie, Ronnie, Mickey, Mike, and yeah. Yeah. Will. Willie. And okay. Weeby. What are uh, Matt Damon's uh, siblings' <clears throat> names in uh, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? No. Uh, he's, know. Like, he's like Ricky, Bobby, Robbie, Robbie, Jabby. Yep. One of 12, I think. All right, so anyhow, uh, Leonard Skinner celebrating 50 years. And that's Friday, June 28th, Ovation Hall in Ocean Casino Resort in AC. So get those tickets that go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, I would like to thank our guests being on the program today, Weird Al Yankovic. He was great, and he has got uh, his movie now available on a bunch of different uh, platforms. Two-disc, 4K Ultra, or UHD, and Blu-ray, and two-disc Blu-ray, and DVD edition, and a standalone DVD with all kinds of extras. Uh, And we had Darlene Love. How amazing. She was wonderful, and she's going to be at Keswick on Thursday. And you can go to keswicktheater.com. So it was just a nice little conversation uh, that we had with her this morning. Then we made the announcement about... um, Leonard Skinner and uh, Pierre Robert has sauntered into the room. Hey, man. Good day. Darlene um, was at the uh, Geeter Tribute Show uh, a month ago when uh, Jackie and I co-hosted that uh, with Adam Wiener of Low Cut Connie. And she came out and did a set and was blisteringly cool. Yeah. And Jackie and I went back and got a picture with her afterwards. And, uh, I mean, she just, she runs all around. And as you guys mentioned, 82, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And she just belts it out. Yeah. You know, and she, you know, I... During the whole interview, she kept smiling and laughing, and she's got this great um, effervescent um, presentation to her every every second she's around. But telling stories on stage, though, this Christmas show Thursday is it? Yeah, it's, yeah, Thursday. yeah. This so two nights from now. Yep, uh, it's going to be well worth your time to go to the Keswick and check her out. She's just the coolest. Awesome, man. Excellent. All right, uh, shall we go ahead and get the letter out yes. of the way? All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in rest ye merry gentlemen. Ah, yes. And we will get our Word of the Week prize on Friday. A stock car racing experience at Pocono Raceway. Christmas is right around the corner, of course. Don't give another boring gift. You can put that special someone behind the wheel. 
of a heart-pounding 160-mile-per-hour stock car on the Super Speedway at Pocono Raceway. Uh, get a gift voucher at 877-STOCKCAR.COM. That's 877-STOCKCAR.COM. So Friday is when we give that away. What's going on today, man? Well, we've got the three C's for the workforce blocks, Collective Soul, Counting Crows, and Christmas Music. And we're continuing uh, day two of decorations. Uh, sort of getting there, but not quite. This year is, uh, I think, where one might have said last year was lean. This year, yeah. I've never. it's like a, an effing forest out it's there right now. Really it's a little top-heavy, yeah, yeah. which is how we like it. Uh, and uh, I just got the email from Preston, please decorate our studio this year, <laughs> yeah. particularly my area. So, um, By the way, the, the mic stand has become my favorite. Isn't it great? It's my favorite now. I didn't know what that was. I walked by and I took a good look at it. I looked underneath all of it. I'm like, that's the mic stand that Pierre was talking about. I <laughs> Isn't love it priceless? Yeah. Uh, uh, and one of the in, uh, one of the elves, excuse me, a couple of years ago created that. <laughs> and this is the encouragement that I try to give to our young broadcasters. Right. You know, find a mic stand and throw crap at it. Yeah. And stick it on it and make it a Christmas beautiful thing. It's like a, I don't know. It's Rorschach like the, test. Yes. Yeah. Well, what do you see in this? I see a butterf- uh, worm turning into a butterfly. <laughs> or whatever worms turn into. Caterpillar. Yeah, turns right. into a butterfly. Yeah, well, yeah. My natural butterfly geographic show starts next week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's the I don't know much about nature series. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. I'm not just a sports guy. That's all I know. I chew cigars and I eat tobacco. <laughs> And I right. drink a lot of whiskey. I do cigars and I eat play, and I kick their ass because they don't play hard enough. I don't know. Jesus, God Have almighty. Have another bite of tobacco. Huh? Have another bite of tobacco. I had some. <laughs> have some yourself, you punk. Um, <clears throat> anyway, and we'll also have um, <laughs> Def Leppard. Various parts of me come out at various times. Right, right, it's part of my many dysfunctional aspects. Mm. We'll have Def Leppard tickets and Journey and Steve Miller coming sometime next summer somewhere. <laughs> we were at least yeah. sure of that somewhere. It's going on sale yeah. sometime this week, and it'll be sometime next summer, as all these concerts are like five years from now, but it'll be one of those. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, Today's Tattoo Tuesday. We need to give that away, so let's congratulate Wayne Brimmer. Wayne is a resident of Philadelphia, which means he's not going to have to go too far to head to 29 South, 1729 South Street to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing and get his Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo and join the ranks of the inked. Uh, you can check out their uh, their artwork samples, floatingworldtattoo.com uh, or go to Instagram and check out at Floating World Tattoo. So congratulations to you, Wayne. I will take this moment to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Meineke. For tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more, Meineke. You won't pay a lot, but you'll get a lot. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we will go live on Fox Good Day. We will have a secret text word all set up. Have some stuff to give away, including more Christmas Miracle Passes. Your chance to join us next week for that event at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. So we'll start ramping that up a bit. Um, That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do-do-be-do. Do-da-da-do. Dip-a-do-do-ba-boo-ba-boo.
Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.